Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin and his friend gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates, information, and picks. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. You can follow our friend Jake on Twitter at my friend Jake. This college football episode covers select games from week four. The 2022 season we're going to wrap out the slate every game will have been covered in previous episodes or this one in case you're new here i built a model uh predicts what the spread should be for every fbs college football game and information along with each team's power rating and a graded a b or c pick either now or coming later for every game is available in the google sheet that is linked in the show's description do what you want with these picks all of them some of them or none of them take what you like and leave the rest our goals of this episode are to share key information about this week's games give you a few things to think on and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as you go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so it'll give you our loves, likes, and leans indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Cousin Jared and Jake will also be utilizing a weighted unit scale this college football season and and as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, guys, I have two questions for you. Uh, we've got 26 games, I think, to cover in this episode. So uh, question number one, uh, will this episode exceed two hours? Get your wagers in now. Yes, the over for yeah. sure. Yeah. Over? Okay. Um, we're going to timestamp all these dear listeners. So you don't have to watch it all at one sitting. Uh, you can come back and, and get the information that you want whenever you want. The timestamps are in the show's description. Uh, question number two, since you're going over two hours, uh, and all the coffee I'm drinking to stay awake here, am I going to have to pause this and go pee in the middle of the episode? I feel like it's getting dangerously close the longer we go. I have, I have faith in you. You've recorded a okay. lot of shows at this point. Right. I, I have faith. I have faith. Uh, it's, I believe in you. It's yet to happen, but I feel like I'm more tired today, so the coffee's just been a little bit higher. So I feel like the, if we go two hours, I feel like we're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, nobody will ever know. Nobody will know if you're. Nobody will ever know, right? It'll, it'll be a mystery. That's the power of editing. All right. Well, before we get to today's show, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and you can ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. A reminder we started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits include things like the access to play of the day for college football. Again, on Saturday, I'll have a play of the time slot. So I'll have four college football plays that I love for you there. Uh, the Discord, we would just chat about line movements, games, all sorts of fun stuff. Ad-free shows, early access to shows, early access to projected spreads, a lot of benefits there on that Patreon page. Like we said, 26 games, I think, so let's get to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show's description. And current as of the time of this recording, it is Wednesday night, September 21st. We got to cover two Thursday games. Uh, the first one, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Honestly, though, with regards to wagering on it, I feel like it's more of a let's learn for the future than let's try to profit on this one. That's just my take on right. it. I think West Virginia is the better team, but the game's at, West, at Virginia Tech. I'm going to take West Virginia, lay the point and a half. It's a C-grade pick. I, I think they're the better team. I think they can win. But, I mean, going into Virginia Tech on a Thursday night is not the easiest thing to do. So it's not a – game I have a lot of confidence in. I think we'll learn a lot, though. Is Virginia Tech actually better than just mediocre? Or if West Virginia goes in and wins handily, does that mean West Virginia actually you know, is, is capable of being maybe a top 30, top 35 type team? 
a lot of questions of this game I think will get answered. Uh, for the moment, model says this should be a 1.7 point spread. So it says pretty well priced. I've got West Virginia ranked 49th and Virginia Tech 68th. And what should be a fun, you know, rivalry game here. Uh, total of 55 and a half. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? Man, I, I think I've mentioned it in one of the earlier shows, but I, I am not off of West Virginia. Even after the loss to Pitt and the loss to Kansas, I, I'm not off of them. I, I think Pitt is is a pretty decent team. Uh, and and I, you know, our, we'll talk about them later. Is, is Kansas a, a pretty decent team this year? I, and, yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And, and so in both of those games, they kind of had West Virginia had backbreaking turnovers. And so if they just it's, it's 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 almost not even like a, if you don't have the turnovers, just don't have the turnovers at the worst possible time. And their season, I think, could look a lot different right now. So it's all time to make up for the bad turnover. Exactly. Yeah, it, do, it, do it the first quarter and you got time to recover. Don't do it at the in very <laughs> game or error in overtime. Yeah. So so I, I, I think that the model is, is spot on this one. I think it's a well-priced game, but I would definitely lean West Virginia just because I, I like what I've seen. And they've just got like one or two tiny things to clean up. And I think they're going to be playing really well. Whereas Virginia Tech's just kind of been up and down, had, had some mm-hmm. some major issues on offense at times. So uh, I, I think yeah. West Virginia is a, a more complete team. And if they play the way that they should and just eliminate some of those small mistakes, I think they could win this one by much more than, than, than what the line is. Yeah, and I, and I agree. That's exactly why I have a lean on West Virginia with a Seager pick that would indicate lean out. I'm in the exact same way. That's the direction I lean. My only concern is, I think you make a great point with if West Virginia doesn't throw a back-breaking turnover, you know, in overtime to Kansas, maybe they don't lose the game. But they were still in overtime with Kansas at home. And I know that Kansas has much improved. We will give them all the yeah. love later in the show. But yeah. if you're at home in overtime with Kansas, how good prob- are you? And that's- it prob- yeah, probably says something. Yeah, and that and that's why again, I, it, it's you know, had they gone and and beaten what we think is a much better Kansas team by twenty one, I'd be like, heck yeah, lay less than a field goal in this game. But it's like I'm a little bit. I think I think that's the right direction. I think Kansas is actually pretty solid, but there are there, there's concerns on both sides of the ball. I think on this one, um, definitely. Jake, Jake, I know you're still high on West Virginia. Yeah, I still like West Virginia. I think they've played two pretty good teams this year, and unfortunately dropped them with backbreak turnovers like we talked about, but Virginia Tech's not really played anybody. So we don't have a great read on their defense, but I mean, they did give up a touchdown to Wolford who hadn't scored since like halfway through last year. They hadn't seen the end zone and they gave up like, so I mean, I don't know if they were being nice or that was just bad defense. I don't know. I'm guessing they weren't being nice. I'm going to go out of and say that one. Uh, I mean, their quarterback Wells, he uh, he threw four interceptions to Old Dominion, which is – kind of crazy and he only has four touchdowns on the year i just don't think they've got enough offensively and and we don't know enough about their defense to say their defense will keep them in the game yet so i go especially with the short line i'm, I'm taking west virginia because we know what jt daniels is, can do he he's got a really good receiver in uh ford wheaton uh, bryce ford wheaton uh but, so those two will hook up very good they've got a pretty good running back and one of the uh, when i was looking into the stats of this one of the ones that really stuck out is the third down conversion rate, West, uh, West Virginia is hitting around 51%, which is yeah, the coin toss. But Virginia Tech's at uh, 29%, and that's that's not good because you're going to hit a lot of third downs, whether it's a good or bad defense. If you're never completing them, it's not good for your offense. Yep. All right, so you, know, you have an official pick on West Virginia. Yes, yeah, I'm on West Virginia. All right, the other Thursday game, 7.30 Eastern, Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. I love Coastal Carolina in this spot. They've been a little disappointing this season, but laying only two on the road I think is a solid pick. It's an A grade for me. 
Model says it should be 3.3. The two most likely outcomes for this are three and four. And the probability of landing on two, as we talked about, has increased, especially this year. And you get the push protection there. At two and a half, this was a little bit. I'm probably good still laying the two and a half, but at two, at, at minus one to odds, it's an A great pick for me. Again, a disappointing team, but I still think Coastal Carolina is a lot better than Georgia State. Georgia State's barely hanging into the top 100. As because as you talked about yesterday, Coastal Carolina, a team that, while being disappointing, we still at least think they have enough competency yeah. there to be not terrible, right? They should be able to go on the road and get the job done. A great play for me laying a short number like two. Total of 62. Uh, what do you think, Cousin Jared? I have lost the ability to say anything about these two teams. Uh, Coastal, I thought for sure they were going to cover against Buffalo after Buffalo lost to Holy Cross, and they did not. And and Georgia State, uh, they, they had looked, in my opinion, they had um, they had looked pretty decent against South Carolina and North Carolina. And you know, I I thought that they were going to just destroy Charlotte. And I know Charlotte had their starting quarterback come back, but yes, uh, Ryan so, Ryan Reynolds came back, or, or or Chris Reynolds, whichever one works. And and so <laughs> I I was really just surprised by Charlotte looking so bad the first few weeks of the season and having a big bounce back against Georgia State. So I'm saying all of this to say I have no feel about this game. I have lost the ability to to handicap either one of these teams. So I'm just going to sit this one out. Yeah, and you make a good point there about Charlotte. We talked about Chris Reynolds being so important to that offense. He gets injured in the first quarter, I believe, or around the first quarter break of game one. Their season derails, and their backup gets hurt in the second game. It, you know, he I played Charlotte last week thinking he might come back. He does, and they look a whole lot better. Charlotte's still not a good team, but with him in there, I mean, he makes a world of difference. So it makes it makes handicapping Georgia State a, a little bit of a question mark, absolutely. Um, yeah. That's kind of why the, we have a model, right, to try to help help us make sense of all this madness. Uh, again, my main play is Coastal Carolina, though I, I think, you know, they didn't beat Buffalo by a lot, right? They, they did win close one, I think, uh, you know, by 12 or so. You know, they win this one by seven or whatever. We'll say a lot of numbers, yeah. like I said, and they, they cover it. Yeah. It's unlikely they won by one. So my play is more on Coastal Carolina than Georgia State, because like you said, there are question marks there. Uh, Jake, what do you have for us on this one? Yeah, right now I'm staying away. I, I can't trust either of these teams to do what I need them to do. Um, I'm leaning towards Coastal, but it's not an official play right now. Uh, I think they might be the better team, but and I just they both seem to play whatever pace their opponent's kind of going to play, and that doesn't work out well for them because they're not as good at it as the mm-hmm. other team is. And so I think that kind of they get caught up in the game flow and forget what they're doing. So. I, I don't know. Like I said, I lean Coastal, but I'm not making an official play yet. And with what we saw from Coastal in years past, they should be able to dominate the style of this game. They just haven't been able to do it this year like they did yeah. last year. Obviously, they weren't you know a top 20 team or whatever, and they had that one magical year, but they, they had a good record, but they obviously weren't as good as the record. It was a weaker schedule, right? But they've been much better than this, and they've been able to dominate games, and it just hasn't worked out for them. But you, you got to think it's still kind of there. It's not, I mean, same quarterback, so it's not like it's right. – uh, obviously, they've lost some other pieces, but uh, we know it's there somewhere deep down if they can find it. Uh, maybe Thursday night here's a, a you know their kind of statement of hey we're we're gonna get this we're gonna get the ship going in the right direction. Yeah, I would love to because it's fun when they're good. They're Absolutely, good. everything they do is just a fun team. And- Being like the only teal university yeah. <laughs> in FCS, I, I love it. I love teal's like a, a fun color. We should have more teal in the world. Um, <laughs> Noon Eastern, Kent State at Georgia. Who boy. Uh, model says Georgia minus 44. I'm going to take Georgia minus 45 with the B grade. I think Georgia is all year going to break the model. It does not realize just how good they are. I don't think it can. Um, it's the outlier of all outliers. Georgia's offense is actually starting to like passing offense is starting to look like 
actually really good and you pair that with their defense and this is scary um they could put their backups in and their backups could wipe the floor with Kent State I don't I just don't think this is going to go well for Kent State it's a B grade pick laying 45 I like the minus 105 odds and I like that it's at 45 45 and a half I mean 45 is a very possible number that it lands on so we have push protection this game could easily be you know 52 to 7 you know that's kind of where it projects in that ballpark so push protection on 45 I like laying 45 I don't like laying 45 and a half as much but this Georgia team is so scary good. I don't think anybody'd be surprised if they won sixty-three to nothing, or you know, fifty-nine to nothing, or something like that. Uh, so I'm going to lay it with Georgia. They're just ridiculously good. It's a big great pick for me. It's a lot of points, but I think they could still just run the ball down Georgia's throat. I mean, down Kent State's throat, uh, even in the fourth quarter, and keep scoring. Because uh, Jerry, what do you think? I would tell everybody here, be wary of the under 61 and a half because Kent State plays fast and that's going to lead to a lot of fast three and outs and Georgia could potentially have the ball a lot in, in this game. And I know that Georgia likes to throttle it down, doesn't like to run up the score, but it could just be that there's so many possessions in this game that they end up scoring a, a lot of they points have just, by, yeah. just by how many uh, possessions they have. Uh, but what I would say is – so. I get this from from Betstamp because you know all of the plays we make we like to have receipts for it and everything. So uh, there there's one Kent State team total out there. If either of you had to guess what the Kent State team total is, what what would you guess that it is? Kent six and a half, seven and a half. The under is minus one twenty. How how yeah. how like how. That that seems like a solid, right? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of trying to talk myself into this. That seems like a solid play, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only way yeah. you're going to tell what's going to happen think, in this game I is think... if no Kirby and you call yeah. him, and because they can, he can decide exactly what's going to happen in this game. That is true. But I, I yeah, don't know. I, yeah. I, I think, like you said, it's that Kid State plays fast. All the possessions. Yeah. Maybe they luck into a field goal. You're right. Maybe they, they get a touchdown somehow, and then they luck into a field goal at some point. You're right. So maybe that's how it loses. But it seems kind of appealing yeah. to me. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of almost. That's, that's why I would have put it. That's why I would have put it at six and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm almost kind of talking myself into Georgia here now. Like this is, uh, like I forgot how fast Kent State likes to pay play. I mean, in my and this is their first true home game, isn't it, Georgia? No, I think they played like an FCS team in week two, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played Sanford. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. And that, they put like 63 up on them or something crazy like that. I feel like. Yeah, I think, I no, 30, 33. They kind of did. They kind of played with their food. They played with their food the whole game. Yeah. So, man, I don't know. I'm not I'm not officially playing it yet. I'm just what I'm looking at. but Because they really can. And not even just with these small schools. Like even like teams like some – Worse or weaker power five teams, they can go out there and just decide what the score is going to be, and that's exactly what happens. So if they if they decide they want to win this one by fifty, they will. But oh man, I, but I, I want to, but I'm not I'm not doing it quite yet. It's it's a lot of points, but I think uh, like you were saying, because Jared, the faster pace, just yeah. more likely that Georgia just. Not that they, not that they would ever accidentally score, because if they want to keep scoring, they will. But at some point, right. they're going to not be trying, but they will accidentally while not be trying because they're yeah. going to have to score. And so, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of points, but I, I just feel like this might get ugly. This is not a good matchup. I think it helps when they're home because then you have like the walk-ons and stuff. Maybe Kirby mm-hmm. tries to get them a touchdown or or something like in front of mom and dad at home when you've got, I think, like the roster expands well, like, or the- ten times the normal size. Or the or the second string who's a senior yeah. who didn't play a lot, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. maybe. All right. Noon Eastern Baylor and Iowa state should be a really good game here. Uh, model has Baylor ranked 20th, Iowa state 33rd. Uh, model says it should be Baylor minus 1.7. I'm going to grab the two and a half with Baylor. It's a B grade pick for me. I'd really like getting three just for that push protection, the most common score for close college football games, most common score period for college football games, but especially for close ones. I think Baylor's got a chance to win this game. It should be a tight game. It's kind of one of those, give me the points, give me the plus odds type thing. If you want to look money line, I think I was seeing about plus 115. Same idea. It's a toss-up game. Baylor's the better team, but on the road. It's not drastically different than was Virginia, Virginia Tech that we already talked about, but it's just slightly better teams in both regards. Both teams have a few questions, but I think fewer than the West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, it should be a good game. I'm going to take the points. Uh, or, again, the plus odds on the money line either way. Be great pick for me on Baylor. Um Total 45, Cousin Jared, what do you think? I don't have a feel on on this total, uh, which is kind of strange for me, but I completely agree with your assessment. I think Baylor plus 115 on the money line seems like a decent investment there. I, I think the way that I would break this down is that I feel like Baylor got a bigger test from BYU than Iowa mm -hmm. State did from Iowa. And obviously I'm not talking about Iowa's defense, but I, I don't feel like we can say anything confidently about Iowa State's defense at, at this point, just right. because of how bad Iowa's offense is. So I, I feel from an entire team and how well-rounded they are, I feel like I know more about Baylor in this spot. The model agrees with me, get potential you know plus odds at the plus 115. So uh, it's not an official play for me, but definitely if I had to lean, pick, pick a direction, I think I would take uh, Baylor on the money line. Jake, yeah, I'm I'm not sure what I what I'm going to play here. I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I'm I'm a little worried about Baylor's defense. They're not forcing turnovers even against the cupcakes teams they're playing, and that scares me because in a tight game like this one will be, this will be a rock fight game. It'll be incredible to watch, but that, that losing the turnover battle decides a game. So I I don't know. Like I've said, I'm not making an official play here yet. I I think Brock for Iowa State's a pretty good running back. He, he had over 100 yards against Iowa's defense, which everybody wants to say how great that is. That's somewhat impressive for him to get over 100 then. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't decide on this one, so I'm probably just going to avoid it. But, uh. All right. Uh, noon Eastern, Central Michigan at Penn State. I backed Penn State all three games this year. Uh, won all three of them. I'm going the other direction on this one. I've got an angry play on Central Michigan at plus 28. Even money. Love the odds here. Love the push protection on 28. Penn State's going to win this game, but I don't know if they can win it by this much. They're obviously a really good team, but after the Auburn win last week, I feel like this is kind of more of a letdown spot. This is, uh, you know, these MAC schools played the Big Ten schools, and that doesn't mean that they win a lot of these games, but it's their, it's kind of their Super Bowl uh, up until you get to, you know, a late conference game or a rival or something like that. 28 just seems like too many points here. Model says 26. Like I said, I love the even money, love the push protection. Uh, most likely outcomes for this game are 28 and 27. I win one, I push the other. And again, I just think it's too many points for a letdown spot for Penn State after such a huge win last week. Total 63. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Completely agree. I think it's a great spot to back Central Michigan and Penn State. Two cupcakes games in a row. Uh, Central Michigan and then Northwestern. So you know they can just hey yo easy the next two weeks. <laughs> hey yo, and then a bye, then a bye week before uh, the big Michigan game. Mm -hmm. So th three buys in a row basically. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, what do you got? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot to mark this one down. I, I want Central Michigan here too. It's a big letdown spot. Even though Auburn's not very good, playing in Jordan Hare, going there and winning is, is a big, big moment. Um, I don't think Penn State's going to run up the score, especially when seeing what they've got coming next. They're going to work on stuff. But I think 
having that five star freshman quarterback come in has really made Sean Clifford up up his game. And so he looked really good. It gave him a little bit of competition back there, made him earn it. And I think he looks really good. This Penn State, the way their schedule breaks, might be worth a flyer on them to win the – is it Big Ten East? Mm-hmm. The, the East? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I know Ohio State's there, but you're going to be looking at plus odds flyer because I think they even get Ohio State at home. So that might like, – it might work out. Their schedule might work out for them for – a decent little flyer there, but uh, yeah, I like Central Michigan here to keep it within this number, and especially when it's even money, I, li- I like I like making a little extra chasing plus sign sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got Penn State a top ten team again. I think they're a great team. Like you said, uh, even though Auburn's not good, that's anytime you go into an SEC school, a traditional SEC school. I don't feel like people might feel that way about Missouri yeah. necessarily, right? But uh, or, or Vanderbilt, of course. But like other than Vanderbilt, yeah. anytime you go into a traditional true SEC school and get a road victory. Even if the team's not as good, it's probably a sellout crowd. It's probably a rocky environment. You feel good about it, right? It doesn't really matter if it's a down Auburn or if it's LSU or if it's, you know, it doesn't, you know, Georgia back when Georgia was beating the right, South Carolina. It's like, I feel like you feel good about all those games. So a uh, lot of points here for the week after. And when we talk about weird things happening in Syracuse, like weird things happen at Jordan Hare. Like that's where they kick six and right. like, uh, Miracle and Jordan Hare and all that come from. Just like weird things seem to happen there. So it's, yeah. I'd say impressive. And the way they won was also very impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really was. Uh, also at noon Eastern, Buffalo at Eastern Michigan. Speaking of impressive wins last week, obviously Eastern Michigan, we were all over them against Arizona State. Uh, got a coach fired. Out of a job. Oh, look, I, 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 yeah. I think anytime you could get a coach fired, I feel like that's all you're talking about the next week. I mean, this is a massive right. letdown spot for Eastern Michigan. I, I yep. That's my, my biggest fear here is like, you just got a power five coach fired. You went on the road and wanted a power five school. That's not like, you know, Kansas Duke, you know, old school Kansas, right? Vanderbilt, right? That sort of thing. So, I mean, massive letdown spot for Eastern Michigan, but Buffalo is terrible. Um, I'm going to lay the six with Eastern Michigan, but it's only a C grade pick. It's only the direction I lean just because I let down spot. It's just not a comfortable play in my opinion, but I just can't back Buffalo unless I was getting more points. If I was getting seven, seven and a half, I could back Buffalo at that number, but it's six. It's not enough to back Buffalo, but my goodness, uh, I'm just nervous with Eastern Michigan and a letdown spot, but they're the better team. They're at home. Uh, you know, we always talk about coaching. Got to be a good coach here. Make sure you get your guys focused back in practice and say, hey, we got some, uh, you know, conference game. Got to go out there and take care of business in the conference. So if you can get them focused here, uh, it's it's not a it's not a letdown spot in that it's – I mean, they're only favored by six in the conference game. You got to go out and win this game, right? So they have a reason to be motivated as opposed to, like, the game we just talked about, Penn State, right? No reason to go out there and win by 30. Um, it's not a conference game. They should easily win. But Eastern Michigan should have a lot more focus. So that's the, the direction I lean. But it's such a letdown spot. I'm not extremely comfortable laying six. Uh, model says 5.7. So the model thinks this is pretty accurately priced. Total of 60.5. Cousin Jed, what do you think? Copy paste everything that you just said. We know that I am like president of the, the Chris Creighton uh, <laughs> yep. fan club here. But like you said, when you go to a power five school and get the coach fired, I don't care how good of a coach you are. Your players are probably still going to have some somehow to some level. They're going to let that go to go to their head. And, and, you, you, you can't know, you can't not. <laughs> exactly. And so I just everything that you said, you have to make a pick. I don't have to make a pick. So <laughs> I have to make a pick because of the rules I imposed on myself, you know, whatever. Yes. <laughs> Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Eastern Michigan here. I, I, I like them. Um, 
They they run the ball very well. Buffalo loves to let people run the all over them. That's, so it's going to be a great matchup. They just ran for over 300 on Arizona State, put up 124 against the EKU. So I, I think Eastern Michigan is going to win this by 10 to 14 and be in control of the game. I think to be fair, Buffalo likes to let everybody do whatever they want because they're a terrible yeah. football team. But um, that's just the way it goes. I love Buffalo. It's just they've they're just bad. Um, and they got us to, they got me the way last week. So I, I mean that was nice, but they're just not good at football. Um, Twelve Eastern. Speaking of teams who used to not be good at football, uh, not the not the game of the week. That is still Hawaii, New Mexico. It's State, the, but it's it's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Are we getting Bill Rafferty on the call? Right. Yes. <laughs> Duke at Kansas. Both teams. I, I I feel like I have to triple check this. Both teams three and zero, which seems. And I and, don't. And no offense, Jake. Why is College Game Day not at this game? You had one opportunity to go to a game at Kansas. Why are you passing it up? The only thing I could think of is they plan it too far in the future. Nobody saw. No. Oh no. no they, trust no, me. They, they can no, change they that quickly. I promise. Yeah. They were yeah I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Tennessee, Florida. They, they nice. have. They have. They talk about it. They talk about it before, but Saturday night they make the decision and they have the option yeah. to, to swing yeah. around based off of what they're going to do. So. Anyway, I think missed opportunity here, College yeah, Game Day. I, agree. I will con- I, yeah. I will help consult with you anytime you need. Just just reach out. Absolutely, and we'll and we'll pimp ESPN Plus even more. I guess um, <laughs> Kansas is a Kansas is a seven and a half point favorite. I'm hoping this gets to seven. I, if it gets to seven, I love Kansas here. Seven's you know a very key number, of course. It's minus one hundred four odds. But laying seven and a half, it's just not that exciting. Kansas, better team. Kansas much improved. Duke's improved. Uh, Kansas is much improved. Games in Lawrence, uh, the fan base there, the students have to be really excited. It's obviously not a big fan base. Lawrence isn't a big town, but you got to be excited about having a competent football team. Uh, I, I, I think this is a good spot to back Kansas. I just really want it to be seven. If it stays between seven and 10, it's probably a B grade pick for me. So I probably would still add a second unit at seven and a half. Uh, Model has this at 9.5. So I still think that 10 and 11 are are pretty likely outcomes. And and I just like backing Kansas here. I think the model still might be missing on how much they've improved. So really, maybe it should be more like 10, 10 and a half if the model was a little more aggressive and adjusting to this new and improved Kansas team. Uh, but I'm only putting one unit on it right now just to hold off and see if it actually gets to seven. If it does, uh, I'm going to unload two more because seven would be an A grade play, but anything between seven and nine and seven and a half and nine and a half is a B grade play. So I'm leaving myself some wiggle room to see what happens later on in the week. I don't really think it gets to seven. I think that would be foolish, but if it does, I feel like we ought to take massive advantage of that. Seven would be really nice. The, 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 the seven and a half uh, for, for Duke getting the seven and a half for Duke has been massively juiced. The mm-hmm. and, and most of the, they week. don't because they don't want to, they don't want to push it to seven. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. That's why uh, they, they're holding off. They don't want to get it to seven. Cause I think, it, I, I think it'd be foolish to go to seven in my opinion. It would be because I'm going to like definitely take Kansas if it gets to yeah. seven. I'm going to lay the yep. seven points with Kansas. For me, this is as easy as you look at Kansas's two FBS wins against uh, Houston and West Virginia and compare that to Duke's two F- FBS wins, which is against Temple and Northwestern. And so I think that, that Kansas is just a, a better team. I know everybody's waiting for my analysis on the total here. So here's what I will tell you. Uh, Chris, the bear Folika, also of ESPN. Let's, yeah. Might as well just be a sponsor here. Uh, he, he, he tweeted a screenshot this week of the top 10 teams in offensive efficiency in college football. And mm-hmm. Kansas is number one. 
and yep. Duke is like number nine or ten or something like that. The 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 often both of these these offenses have have played really well. Um, and so as much as I've been uh, talking up the Duke unders this year, I don't know if this is the place for it. What I would say is that. If I did have to play an under in this game, I think I would look at the first half under uh, because I think that uh, Duke can come out with, like I said, Elko, great defensive coach. I think they can come out with a good game plan right at the beginning of the game maybe to, to stop them. And then as Kansas suggests, I think they'll have a harder time kind of keeping that up. So two things. I think he can come out with a good game plan there at the beginning defensively. And I think that Kansas, you know, a couple of big wins in a row, maybe a little bit of a hangover there to begin the game. So if, if you wanted to look for a total play, I think first half under is the way that I would lean. I think I saw a stat that was like Kansas QBR so far this season is like the best in like QBR's history or some ridiculous thing like wow. that. I was like, what? Wow. That was, it's, yeah. Obviously it's like a small sample, so it's not like to yeah. be completely trusted, but it was just, it just, it's, it's one of those where it's obviously not that good, but it does just illustrate how good this Kansas offense has gotten and how they're probably not going to be number one in, in FBS this year, but they're going to mm-hmm. be massively improved and at least like respectable on offense, right? Uh, which is a lot of fun. Anytime these schools like the Kansas's of the world start getting to be even mediocre, it's a lot of fun to pull for them. Yeah. Um, Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I, I'm shooting myself in the foot. I believe we either talked about this before we recorded that pack tw- or the Big Twelve season thing when I was like, I'm talking myself out of Kansas over two and a half of the best bet. I think you, I think you said it on show. I think you said like that was your favorite, second favorite play of the episode when you went with West Virginia. I think what you said your second favorite was Kansas. Yep, yep. So I could have already had that one in the bag. No, to the night. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, I, just, I, think, I think you're right. I think the home field advantage here gets bigger because like it, it's exciting to be a Kansas fan right now. And like everybody in, I mean, I know Lawrence isn't that big, but everybody in some surrounding town is going to want to be there for this or everybody's going to be involved so i think the home home field advantage plays a little bigger here um, especially after the last two wins of being on the road like being able to like go and show support for the guys after those two big wins that nobody expected uh this will be a lot of fun uh, jalen daniels is playing out of his mind as you alluded to with all the qbr stuff like he's running the ball throwing the ball doing doing everything I, I just i don't think duke is quite there on the same level yet i think this, this is going to be not a super easy win because Duke's defense has improved and Elka's a good coach, but I, I think they pull away in the second half. There's a mistake Duke makes, and this goes 10-14 and kind of stays right around there. Noon Eastern at Maryland at Michigan. I mean, the question here is can Maryland make this competitive? Uh, Michigan should win this game. Uh, this would be – when you see a 16.5 point favorite, I feel like – you shouldn't be too surprised if an upset happens that happens on occasion, but I feel like I'd be really surprised if Maryland pulled this off. I just don't know how they compete on any side of the ball here. Um, Maryland's offense is decent, but Michigan's defense is really good. Um, Maryland doesn't, I mean, Michigan's offense might have some weaknesses, but like Maryland's defense, isn't going to be the one to stop them. It just feels like a bad matchup for Maryland. I see 16 and a half. And like I said, I think, Oh, maybe an upset could happen, but I'm like, I just, I don't see it. Uh, model says 17.5. I've got a B grade play on Michigan. I like that I'm on the right side of 17. This just, I just think this is a type of game matchup wise where Michigan winning by 35 or 38 would not surprise me in this one. So I'm on Michigan here. I think it's a good number now that it's off of 17. I'd still play it at 17 as well. I'd still probably play it higher just with a little bit less confidence, just knowing that obviously a score like 17 is very possible. Uh, but I think the Wolverines can really take care of business here. Bad matchup for Maryland, in my opinion. Total of 64. Cousin Jared, what do you think? 
Okay, so I I just put this play in. I am also going to be on Michigan laying the 16 and a half. Who is backing Maryland in this game? Like, and, and I say that half facetiously, but also seriously, who is going to back Maryland in this game? If you look at their, their schedule last year, it, playing teams that are, um, I would say, clearly more talented than them, they lost to Iowa by – 51 to 14, lost to Ohio State 66 to 17, lost to Penn State 31 14, would have covered a 16 and a half there. Michigan State lost 40 to 21. Michigan, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have on 31 14. That's a 17 point loss. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. I said, oh, they wouldn't get them covered. Even covered. the close one, yeah, yeah, even the close one. And then Michigan, they they lost fifty nine to eighteen last year. It is just seems to be a recurring theme with with this team that when they are outmatched athletically, they just cannot keep up. And yeah, so, tell, tell me this game isn't fifty nine to eighteen again? We'd all just be like. Yep. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Especially playing at home. Like I, yeah. I, I think that, that you could get um I'm gonna go with Tua's brother to turn the ball over like at least a couple of times <laughs> playing in the big house. And, and so like I mean, come on, I think Michigan's gonna have plenty of opportunities. We know how Michigan just plays stifling defense and then just take the air out of the ball on, on offense and just not give you any chance to come back. So um I'm gonna be on Michigan as well, just because everything I've seen with Maryland the past couple of years makes me think there's there's no way they can cover this number. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Michigan has Iowa next week, which isn't really a look ahead spot. And it'd be one I'd be more concerned about too if we were laying 35 or something like that. But 16 and a half is not really a big number. Yeah. It's not like it's Ohio State next week, Penn State on the road next week. Shouldn't really matter. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm taking it over here. I, I think uh, Michigan's defense is very good. So when I'm saying what I'm about to say, uh, like I'm on the opinion that they are very good. We just don't know. They've played high school teams at this level, like, like they've just played their local area high school and they've moved up a division. And now they're, they're going to the three, the three combined games they played this last week. The combined spread was like a hundred and forty or something when you add up all three <laughs> numbers. It was just insane. Yeah, yeah. It's outrageous. Like it's uh, not a <laughs> good thing. It's not an NCAA tournament kind of thing because their seed <laughs> would be really dropped based on the conference. Um, but I think they're going to win this, and I think they're going to win it handily. But I, I think they're going to be a little slow out of the gate defensively. I mean, Tua's brother is hitting 73% of his passes, and he's playing very well right now. I think Maryland might hang with them for the first quarter, quarter and a half, and maybe get a score or two in there. And then Michigan's going to run away with it. And I think the over is going to cash based on – like, I mean, if we get the score similar to what we got last year, which is what, 51, 18, 59, 18? 59, 18. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to get something similar. Uh, Maryland gets me one or two scores, and I, I think we'll be good. Yep. Uh, a lot of fun games here at this noon Eastern time slot. TCU and SMU battle for the Iron Skillet. Sellout crowd expected in Dallas for a rivalry that has at times been kind of one-sided, but if one side hates the other side more, it's that SMU hates TCU more. So it should be a rocking crowd there. Obviously kind of a little brother Medium brother? I don't feel like I can call TCU big brother. Maybe for yeah. the DFW area they are. I'm not I, I feel like Big Brother and DFW area is still OU or, or Texas or Texas and even though none of those schools are there. Right. Um, right. but it should be a fantastic atmosphere. Total of 70 and a half for this one. We're expecting lots of points. Uh, I'm gonna grab SMU plus one and a half even money with the B grade pick. You can also look money line. I think at home SMU is probably the side to look at here. It played well last week, hung in there. Uh, just couldn't get the, the job done, but I feel like it's a similar type setup as the game last week uh, with regards to the, the level of talent that's happening. It's just now this game's at home. I think they got a chance to pull it out. 
I'm just not convinced on TCU yet. Model says both these teams are about the same. And TCU 34th, SMU 40th. Again, two solid teams. If things go right, maybe they sneak into the top 30, top 25. Uh, but again, some questions on both teams. Give me the home team with the point and a half and the even money, or if you're just taking the money line, maybe something like plus 105, plus 110 or something on it. And sh- what should be a shootout, a fun game, Plus one and a half feels nice because, again, this is one of those where somebody should be going for two at the end of this game yeah. uh, and just trying to finish it off. And so someone's, someone's going to win by one. Uh, I'm calling 36-35 or 35-34. That's my projection. I'm calling my shot. And I don't care who wins in that case because I've got the plus one and a half. Because, Jerry, what do you got? I don't, I don't have anything to say about the X's and O's of this game. I am all here for the pettiness that, that will be SNG <laughs> yep. to, to, to Sonny Dykes. And so uh, I just I want this to be a good game. I, I want to get the tempers flaring, uh, and I want to see the, the fans chanting probably bad words at, at the uh, SMU coach. So uh, These are sorry, excuse me, excuse me, nice the TCU Christian coach. universities here. They would never engage in such tomfoolery. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, we'll sell that here. We'll sell that here. We'll sell that here. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, yeah. Jake, what are you? Are you? Yeah, you got anything I'm, else? I'm, just, are you? I'm good. I'm the okay, exact same as Joe here. I, I like. I loved it last year when Chris Beard came back or came to Texas Tech from Texas. I want the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. I want them meeting the bus, giving them, giving them all sorts of crap as soon as he gets off the bus. I, I want that because. It just makes for fun, and it makes games good because everybody's got a little a little bit of extra motivation. I'm not going to play. I can't recommend to play here, but I just want to watch this game because I think it'll be a blast. Disclaimer, we encourage uh, fun, uh, yes. taunts, and <laughs> um, a, a nice Christian language, and we do not condone physical violence. So uh, that's our just dis- dis- claiming her for that but otherwise we want all of the fun shenanigans yes. let them loose SMU fans yeah um uh 12 eastern kick missouri at auburn uh battle the tigers here in what feels like a disappointing game here missouri's ranked 69th auburn ranked 47th i'm not sure either one of these teams can really get out of their own way here i mean auburn's a better team they're at home i'll lay the seven with them but this just feels like a game that I, I'm, it, it's a frustrating game because I'm not even sure we're going to learn that much about either team in this one. If it's a blowout, we know something, but do we know what it says about either team? Right? If it's a tight game, what does that tell us? Like, I, I feel like we just need a lot more data on both of these teams. I'm just not sold on either one of them. I'll lay the seven with Auburn because they're at home and they're the better team. And I think that Auburn probably just has more talent and I don't trust Missouri. So I'll take the team with more talent, but it's just a lean. It's not my favorite play. Uh, total of 51 and a half. Model says 8.3. So model says it's priced fairly well, but at least it's seven. You got the push protection there, and the model thinks it's more likely that everyone's by more than seven than less. But uh, not my favorite game to pick. Cousin Jared, what do you think? I Yeah, I, I, for all the reasons you just said, I'm not making a pick on this game. But if I had to, I would definitely be going the opposite way and taking the points with mm-hmm. Missouri. We I've, we all know we got a like a very awkward lame duck situation there at Auburn. I think we can already say that with complete confidence. And it's only going to take one or two things for Auburn to potentially completely implode and the fans to all fill out of the stadium and it's just going to be dead. No home field advantage. If nothing, it's just going to be awkward silence at a home game for Auburn. <laughs> um, and and you know, I just, you know, Auburn had a lot of things that, that didn't look great uh, against in that game against Penn State, but I, I still just don't know about the, the quarterback play. I mean, I, I mentioned it coming into the season um, that they had uh, Calzada 
whatever his name was, the quarterback was quarterback for AM, is there now, was in a competition for the starting job. And I said, guys, if this is a competition, this is not a good sign for Auburn's quarterback play because he was not very good. And sure enough, they're they're already on Nailed the back of quarterback. Yeah. So um I just have no faith in, in Auburn's uh quarterback play awkward situation with the coach, just so many things that would say, just if I had to make a play, take the touchdown and just, you know, hopefully that gets you something. Uh, if you want some giggles here, Missouri plays uh, Georgia next week. So it's a big look ahead spot for them in this one. They, uh, they better get the win this week. <laughs> Jake, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm very confused by this game. I, I don't, I don't know who is worse. I guess is the right word. <laughs> not, or not better is not definitely yeah. not the right term. I mean, TJ Finley's next. Uh, I don't know. That's so so bad. And I feel so bad for uh, Tank Bigsby. Like, I mean, my man is very talented, and he is just stuck on this very terrible coaching situation. Auburn team as a yeah. whole. This is where the transfer portal. I was very surprised he stayed, but I'm, I'm thinking he's gone here soon. Especially if the coach gets fired, when like I mean, do you think? Do we think we get a Herm Edwards situation where they're basically firing him on the field if they lose? I I wouldn't be surprised. I, I have no idea. I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think this is an embarrassing loss, but I mean, they tried to I fire him last year. Well, that's true. If they if they lose by like thirty, yeah. If they get blown out, then I, th- I think that's very possible. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not making a play because I, I just I don't know what's going on with with this team that either team. My God, I just so I, I don't even want to watch this one. It's so bad. Yeah, and I don't I don't uh yeah, there's a lot of other good games at this time slot to watch for sure. Yeah. Uh, I I'll have like five screens up and this one won't even make the top five. Um I don't exactly remember how I said it earlier, but I just feel like if I didn't say these words, it feels like it's the uh who cannot shoot themselves in the foot, who can get out of their own way type thing. Yeah. Because both of these teams should be better than they are, but they both have just really just can't figure it out. And um, I'm like you, Jake. I just, it's not even an exciting game to watch. And I feel like that's sad because it feels like a game that could be fun to watch, but it's yeah. just not. Um, yeah. You just want to copy and paste everything we just said about this game for our next game? <laughs> yep. The end. We can move on. Uh, no, this one, look, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, UCLA, Colorado. Uh, Colorado, uh, whew, ha, mm. so they uh, play football. Uh, poorly. Um, that's really my analysis. I mean, they're so bad. Uh, I'm going to take the 24 with Colorado. It's minus one of four odds. Here's the reason I'm going to take 21 with Colorado. Uh, I'm not sure UCLA could, could stop a high school offense at this point. Is Colorado better than a high school offense? We're about they to find out. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea in this game. We talked about this in briefly coming on. I feel like if viewer, if you have confidence, I'm not saying if you make a play, you make a play, whatever you want, obviously, you know, uh, but if you have confidence in anything happening in this game, kudos to you because and I have put it no in, com- and put it in the comments for everybody put it in the else comments because we don't know anything. We, no, like if, if, if this game is low scoring because Colorado can't score or if this is high scoring because UCLA can't stop anybody, I'd be like, sure. I mean, I don't know that the UCLA defense has been atrocious to some really bad teams, but my goodness, Colorado, they're ranked 115th. And I look at that. I'm like, that actually seems a little high. I, I'm not even sure it's that. I, I mean, it, it's funny when I compared them to Hawaii last week. 
<laughs> yeah, it's well, it's like it, there is a floor for a power five school, you would think. But I mean, we've seen in the last couple of years, Kansas, obviously this year much better. But Kansas and Vanderbilt last year really tried to hit that floor for like eking down into the bottom 10. And I feel like for a power five school, that's really hard. And that's where Colorado is heading for that bottom 10, which is really difficult for a power five school. You have so many more built in advantages just from recruiting. I don't, I'm going to grab the 21. I just don't think UCLA can stop anybody. I have seen glimmers of hope from Colorado's offense to give them some offense. And if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen at home against UCLA at altitude. That might benefit Colorado's offense a little bit more. They will absolutely not win this game. If they, if they do, that would just be hilarious. So I hope they prove me wrong, but I don't think they win this game. But 21 seems like a lot of points for, I just do not trust UCLA's defense whatsoever, especially again, playing at altitude uh, on the road here. Totals 57. Uh, Cousin Jared, you already said you don't know. So I feel like you don't even have anything to say at this point. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least in the Missouri-Auburn game, there was like some situational things that could make me lean one way or the other. There's there's just nothing good about this game. Uh, the only thing I would say is that Carl Durrell, the the head coach at Colorado, got – I don't even – it was like a quasi-vote of confidence. It wasn't really a vote of confidence. It's yeah, just like that. Yeah, the Colorado athletic director, director just released a letter, and he's like, hey, fans, I know that you're mad. I'm mad too. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> that was basically the letter that he released. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have, I've got nothing. Yeah, that whole, we can have a whole episode on that because that's just like yeah. what, like what, why, what was yeah. the purpose? Yeah. I, I was yeah. almost throwing him under the bus. Oh, I don't yeah, it's, it's it was like it was like subtweeting. It was like very uh, very passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like as an athletic director, you shouldn't be that petty. But yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, Jake, what do you got for us? Like, I hate Colorado. I'm not confident in UCLA. I'm taking UCLA because I think Colorado is just pitiful uh, in Fair. every aspect of the game. And I think UCLA's offense is good enough to take advantage of some of the dumb things that Colorado will do. Because I'm not sure they can throw the bar- ball far- farther than five yards at a time. So if it gets to third and seven, I think we're I think it's going to be UCLA's ball every time. Yeah. Well, I mean, can UCLA force a third and seven is the question. That is. I, I'm not sure they can. But you are absolutely right. No, I, I don't know I, that Colorado knows how to run the right way on the field. I think they just fall down. <laughs> I do think so UCLA is my opinion of Colorado. <laughs> if, if you if you look at the implied team totals off of this, it's uh, what, you know, 30, 37 to 14 or something like that in that ballpark. Uh, so if you're, if you're looking at a, at a number in the – mid thirties like that for UCLA. I mean, they should be able to score a lot of points against Colorado's defense, whatever that's worth. <laughs> I think the, the big question is just how many points does Colorado score? Yeah. Uh, three thirty Eastern Toledo at San Diego state. Uh, it's lines at three. Now model says three uh, Sunday. If you had the early model projections, uh, this line was one. I, I can't remember exactly how long it hung around Toledo minus one. I think it's a fantastic play. I would love to get that number. They are traveling across the country, but again, you're going the right direction. Going to, going west is easier than going east and playing earlier in the day. And I, I, like I faded San Diego State last week, they are terrible. I think Toledo is decent. Obviously, Toledo gave up. I mean, Ohio State's still scoring, I think. Um, <laughs> but I, I, Ohio State, San Diego State, San Diego State is no Ohio State, right? They're not even in the same. Like they're not even playing the same sport. Maybe, maybe the exact opposite is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the exact opposite. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm laying the three with Toledo. It's only a C grade play for me. Cause I just want to see where this number goes. If it gets any higher, I, 
it's harder to lay it on the road, especially with a total so low right. with the heat tight ball game. But I'm really hoping this either the odds get better and I can get like a minus 105 or I get minus two and a half. Um, so I like Toledo in this one. I just I don't want to go too heavy on it now, but I am just kind of putting it out there. Check Twitter in the sheet. We may add, I may add more to this, just depending on where the movement goes. If you can grab two and a half, I think jump all over two and a half. It's just minus three, minus 115 isn't that exciting. So I'm just going to kind of more or less just give myself some options later in the week based off of where this number goes. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Man, even last year when San Diego State was really good, the one thing you count on was their defense playing really, really well. And I had questions about their offense all year, but you could definitely yep. count on that defense every single week. I'm looking at this total, and there's like no way you could get me to 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 make a play on this game because I don't I don't even have confidence in San Diego State's defense anymore. You know, if you, Toledo goes in there and scores, you know. 38 points on them or something, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. And so um, more from a, you know, uh, uh, you know, betting perspective, I wish I just felt like I, I knew that San Diego State's defense was going to be solid like we did last year. You know, regardless of what their offense did every week, you felt like you could count on that. Now you just got nothing you can count on, and that's just not great because that's one less, in my opinion, that's one less investable opportunity for us each week. Yeah. Uh, Toledo scored 21 at Ohio State. And there were 21 points that were mostly real. None of those were garbage. I mean, all 21 of those points were when the game was like close-ish, like early yeah. third quarter. It wasn't at the very end because Ohio State just kept scoring right. because there are a bunch of I mean people Toledo, there, apparently. I, I don't know what Toledo did to make them mad, but it was obviously something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was mean, guys. Come on. Um, <laughs> but if Toledo scores 21 on Ohio State in Ohio State, how many are they going to score at San Diego State? Yeah. I feel like the answer is a lot more than 21. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm riding Toledo here after the Ohio State just abused them. I think there's a little bit of frustration they're going to take out here. Um, but and San Diego State's just bad. They're real bad. Yeah, And they're coming off a very physical game with Utah because Utah mm-hmm. just mauls mm-hmm. people is what they do. So I don't think the defense is going to be quite up to go. And Finn, who's a very – big threat with his legs more so than his arms will be just too much for the city of state defense. And I, I think Toledo wins his handily. All righty. Uh, three thirty Eastern Texas at Texas tech, Texas out to a six and a half point favorite. This number was four, four and a half early in the week. It's been bet up a little bit here. Model still says nine and a half. And this is with mostly data with, uh, you know, our backup quarterback in here for Texas uh, Hudson cards. So I- I'm going to lay it with Texas. Uh, six and a half is a little too high for me to love. I'd rather be on the other side of six for an A-grade play. Uh, but at six and a half, I'll lay it with them. Tech, I think, is a team that's going to get better as the season goes along. I expect improvements both on offense and on defense as the season moves along. I think those pieces are very much there. Uh, I just don't think they're quite there yet. They had every opportunity for a cover against NC State last week in the early part of that game, in the middle part of that game, and at the end of that game. And Tech just couldn't do it. And I think Texas is a much better team than NC State. Obviously, the location has changed. But Texas is just a much better team. I think they can go in there, win by more than a score. Like I said, it'd be more of an A-grade pick if we were on the other side of six, or at least with the push protection at six. But at least that it's under seven, I still like that. It's a B-grade pick for me on the Longhorns. Total is 60. Cousin Jared, what do you think? 
Texas, if this season is going to be any different, come out in this game and show me something. Because this is historically a, a spot where I think Texas would have struggled against a, by Big 12 standards, mediocre team on the road. Texas just has just always seemed to have, have issues consistently for like the past 10 years in this type of game. So come out and show me something if this year is going to be different. I think the crowd's going to, you know, anytime Texas goes to, to Lubbock, the crowd's going to be crazy and, and into it and everything. It's going to be a really tough environment. So show me something, yep. Texas. I, I have no opinion on this game I, with i have no opinion on this game i agree with you that texas is a much better team we talked about it you know when that right after that game happened if if texas's defense plays week in and week out like they did against alabama it's they're going to be really good come on just show me something texas i'm i'm, I'm inviting you i i'm inviting you to to sway me come sway me texas like show me something here please Although, to be fair, I would say the same thing about next week's game, home against West Virginia. If they win this game in Lubbock, the home letdown spot would be one, too, that they've also struggled with Where the, the week before OU. So it's, it's yeah. this week and next week. I think, if, like you said, if, if it's going to be different, I think it's this week and next week. If they win both of these games in the fashion they should, then you're starting to think, like, okay, maybe we've yeah. got something here. But they, this is in years past, they've lost this game or the next one and yeah. really fizzled from there. And I think you made a perfect point because we have learned that you cannot determine Texas' season based on how they play against Oklahoma because that right. has tended to be the Nothing. outlier uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. of their season. So you're, you're 100% spot yeah. on with that. Yeah, Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with you with Texas here. I think they are a, a better all-around team than uh, NC State. But I think their defenses are very similarly talented and uh, skilled and they, they made life hard on Donovan Smith, and he made a few mistakes, and I think that repeats itself, and that, that's going to get us our one score, at least one score win. Uh, Hudson Card being the QB makes me a little nervous about it, but yeah. anytime you have somebody like B. John Robinson in the backfield, he can make a mediocre quarterback look good because you've got to stack the box. So yeah. I think that combined with their defense is, is how we get this to it's- the banker. It's a shame this game isn't happening in a month with yeah. Caleb Ewers back and with Tech. Again, I think the improvements they're going to be able to make over the season. Uh, and and the, we talked about that quarterback situation. It's going to get better. But right now, it's just it's not there yet. Too many mistakes, too many misses, right? But it, it, it's a shame it's not later in the season because it feels like a game that could be where both teams are even at a higher elevation, be a little bit more exciting, a little better better content. Still should be a good game either way, though. Uh, Lubbock's obviously always a tough place to play. It's one of the uh, stronger home field advantages, and according to the model. Uh, did, Card, did Card get to play them last year? I can't remember. I can't remember either. They scored seventy. They scored seventy points. So somebody did something good last year. Yeah, yeah. The the Texas quarterback situation, I feel like for the last almost decade now, has just been this weird carousel of I can't keep it all straight because it's constantly this is the guy and then he's not. Yeah, just on on repeated loop. (laughs) Yeah. Six thirty Eastern Ball State at Georgia Southern. Model says this should be Georgia Southern minus 9.3. So 9.5 is a pretty dang good number. I'm going to leave the 9.5, just given that 10 is the biggest key number around this area. We win if that happens. Only a C grade pick. I think it's priced pretty well. Model has Georgia Southern 92nd and Ball State 113th. So neither team's very good. Georgia Southern at home is the better team, but it's just a lot of points to really feel confident. At, at laying seven, I'd be more excited about this, but I don't think it's going to happen. Getting 14, I'd be more excited about Ball State. I don't think that's going to happen. It's a well-priced game. Not one that's really investable, in my opinion, because Jared, what do you got? 
if I had to make a play on this game, it would be on Georgia Southern. They're a week past the, the the win at Nebraska, give them a chance to kind of get their head back on their shoulders and everything. And just from what I've seen with the Georgia Southern offense this year, I think that Ball State will probably have a tough time keeping up and staying within this number. Would you potentially go team total over on Georgia Southern? Would that at least be something that you'd think about? Yes. Yes. Okay. Number on that would probably be about 40-ish, 39, something like that. I haven't seen anything that would make me think they couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of, that's why I said that. I was like, you yeah. saying that I was kind of thinking the same. Line. I was like, it's going to be pretty high, but like it, it might be worth a look. Might be sort of something to, to, to kind of double click on just because yeah. they should score some points in this game. I Question agree. is how many they're going to give up. Yeah. yeah. Jake, what do you got? I'm, I'm kind of the opposite of on, on the island here. I, I kind of like Ball State here. I think they're sneakily better than what we think. I mean, Paddock is playing well. He's got, Three interceptions on the year, and two of them were to UT, and one of those was after his first throw. So yeah, the first throw. <laughs> so, so I mean, he's done well. They've got a pretty good running back. Uh, I mean, Ventris is throwing the ball away. He threw half his interceptions to UAB. If he does, if he does that, I think there's a decent chance Ball State's hanging around at the end, and maybe hits a field goal when they need a touchdown kind of thing, and it gets us under ten. That's how they do it. All right, so your official pick on Ball State. Yeah. Uh, I, I think in my my so my question since you're on that side, Jake. Though, do you agree if, if if that's the case? If you agree with our assessment that Georgia Southern should score points, it sounds like you're high on Ball State's offense. It sounds like you would also be leaning with what we said. Combine that and play the over sixty-seven and a half as well would be something you might. Approval. Uh, yeah, the over something I'm looking at it's a little higher than I want it right now, but uh, for me to be comfortable playing it. But I, I do think there's a lot of points in this game. I think it's a very offensive driven game. Okay. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, Arkansas State and Old Dominion. Model has this one as Old Dominion by four. I'm going to take Arkansas State plus five and a half. It's in no man's lane between four and six. I have no feel for this game. I think Old Dominion's a slightly better team at home. I don't trust either one of these teams, though. Um, Model has Old Dominion 94th and Arkansas State 102nd. Model thinks Arkansas State's a little improved from last year. Um, are they improved enough to go and get the road win? I'm not really sure. But three and four are pretty common, so I get the win if it's three or four. Get the loss if it's six or seven. So, again, I think it's pretty well priced. It, it's I lean to just grab the points in a conference game here um, because I don't think Old Dominion is that much better than Arkansas State. But – Getting five and a half isn't exciting. Getting six, getting six and a half, getting seven is where I'm really excited about this play. I don't think we see those numbers, but if we do, that's worth the play. Uh, grabbed two touchdowns last week with Arkansas State. That was an easy cover. Um, just not getting enough points in this one to feel excited. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you think? If this gets to 55, I will be on the over, which I think it hasn't a chance to just because of uh, the, the reputation that Old Dominion has had this, this season playing those low-scoring games against Virginia Tech and Virginia. And so I think this maybe has the potential to go, to go down a little bit. Um, I'm there were say, 76 points last week when Arkansas State played Memphis. Exactly. And so the thing is, is that I think personally, if you are going to uh, want Arkansas State here, I don't know if five and a half points is enough. You may be better served to play it on the money line uh, mm, because mm. I, I don't know if, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I don't know if five and a half is going to be enough to cover whatever the final yeah. score is. And, and so yeah. Arkansas State could Solid win look. a shootout. Um, and, and, you know, you get your plus odds there, but this could easily be, you know, Old Dominion wins, you know, 
52 to 35 or something yeah. like that, just because Arkansas State games get crazy with the points. So uh, yeah. that's, that's all I would say. You may uh, look at Arkansas State on the money line may not be bad either. Not a bad look because you get some solid plus odds. Counter, Memphis won by 12 last week, and 12 minus 7 is 5. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's, Memphis. It's, it's, it's Memphis. You could tell me anything about Memphis, also, and I would believe you. But I also I feel like that's with Arkansas State too. Like they have like both of those teams just end up with weird numbers in their games. Like the scoring yeah. gets weird, like miss yeah. extra points and two point conversions and just weird things happen. And you're always like, again, like, how do you win by 12? Like it's just it's not that it yeah. doesn't happen, it's just not common, right? So yeah. um it you never know when you might need a weird number like five, but I, I am with you. That, sure. I don't I don't love five and a half, at least money line, you got plus odds, so it might be more of an exciting play. Uh, right. if it's if it's tight late, like your payout's a lot bigger as opposed to you know getting seven or something where you get your probability of winning is so much higher. Yeah. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I can't make a play on this one. This is a tough game. Like I think Arkansas State has improved over last year, but they're still not great. Still not good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean Old Dominion should have beat Virginia, and but I don't really value Virginia and Virginia Tech as high as a lot of people, so I, I don't know that those wins were as near as impressive as it sounds when, like in a normal year. So I'm just kind of staying away from this one because even, even their third game, it was a tight game. Old Dominion just seems to like to play these tight games. and I don't want to be around that. Yeah, uh, and that's I think it's part of why the partially why the model has Old Dominion 94th is they basically tied more or less both of those Virginia games. Uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, but it's like tying more or less against those teams. Not as impressive as it might have been, whatever, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever time frame you want. Virginia's, Virginia Tech's been better for a lot longer, obviously, but whenever Virginia's been good and Vautech's been good, not as impressive as those years. So um, the model's kind of like, mm, cool. <laughs> Don't really think it's that <laughs> worth that much for you. Um, 6 p.m. Eastern, another rivalry game, but one that'll probably be less attended. Rice at Houston. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, Rice is located in Houston. Uh, Houston's favored by 17 and a half model says 17.4. I'm going to lay the 17 and a half with Houston. I'd be much more excited that 17 rice has improved. Houston's not as good as they were, but this is definitely another one of those big brother, little brother type games. And as opposed to SMU TCU where SMU is about as good as TCU, they're close to as good as TCU rice is nowhere near as good as Houston. So I think Houston wants to win this game by a hundred. I don't think they can, but I think they want to. So I'm going to lay it with Houston, but I don't love 17 and a half. I wish it was 16 and a half or 17, which was 14 if we're just throwing out numbers. Um, but yeah. I'll lay the 17 and a half with Houston. Total of 51. Like I said, Rice has improved. That's why it's only a C grade pick. It's not old Rice that you know would have lost this game by 40. Um, again, I think that's what Houston wants to try to do. I'm just not sure they're going to be able to do that. I'll lay it with Houston. I think it's the side I it's a side I lean towards, but it's not a pick I love. Only a C grade pick. Uh, total of 51, Cousin Jared, what do you got? Talked a lot about the Houston Unders last year, but I cannot get a grasp on the, this team this year as in, in regards to their totals. And because the, the the final numbers for UTSA and Texas Tech were inflated by the overtimes. But then you get the game against Kansas where where I had the under there and man that was that had no chance. I mean that yeah. was over as soon as it started. And so uh I I just wish that I, I had a better grasp on, on this Houston team, but I'm just not getting anything from them right now. I, I agree that you know they should stomp rice, but who the heck knows with, you know, Houston hasn't the two receivers getting into an altercation on the sidelines during the game. Like it's just got some, some weird things going on with Houston. So uh, I really would, you know, like for them to get a big W uh, win here and then get back on track. Cause like I said, I was high on them to come into the season. 
not so much now. Um, you know, come on, Houston, you still got a chance to to make me look good. Yeah, they've been they've been disappointing for sure. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm I'm actually riding the over here. I'm not sure why it's so low at 51. I know those those games were inflated for Houston where they le- were letting up 30, but they've also scored scored 30 in most in, in most of their games. And uh, Rice has also scored points. They put up 30 in both games besides USC, and uh, they still had 14 against USC. And if, if they hadn't had 15 pick sixes against yeah, USC. I was going to say, I was going to say, well, well, a couple of pick sixes, I think two of them were in their own territory, but one of the pick sixes was like on the, on the 12 going in. So, I mean, so I, I think this game will have a lot of points here. I can very easily see Houston working through some of their issues and putting up a 40 spot uh, just and beating and beating them down just because they've got to be very frustrated because expectations yeah. for where they were very high for this team and they've fell way short so far. Uh, TJ McMahon loves to give the ball away as USC found out. And I think Houston is not as good as USC in defense, but you know, they've still got similar athletes that could probably take advantage of that because uh, he's got six interceptions on the year. Uh, so anytime he's played an FBS team so far, he's thrown three interceptions. So if I get three out of them and one gets brought to the house, that'll help out with points. Uh, so I, th- I think the over is a fairly easy play here. My my The final thing I'm going to say about this game is I think the question you have to ask yourself about Houston is are they going to get it right? And if they are, this is the game that happens. They stomp Rice. They put up, like you said, they put up a 40 spot and they get things going the right direction. Are they having internal issues and they're going to crumble? And if so, they might accidentally lose this game and we're all shocked at the end of it. Or they might you know, need overtime to win or need a fourth quarter or whatever to win. I think that's the question you have to ask yourself. I tend to think they're going to figure it out just because I have faith in that coaching staff. But like we talked about, they haven't been impressive and they have some issues and a self-destruct, you know, that self-destruct button is there. And Rice would love nothing more than going to win this game. I don't think they have the talent to do it, but again, if Houston self implodes, it wouldn't be the craziest event of the weekend. Yeah, nope. it, it kind of, they kind of remind me right now of one of those like teams you play growing up in whatever sport that don't handle that first smack in the mouth well. They're just kind of like mm-hmm. mentally weak. And uh, in Houston, I think if Rice comes out there and smacks them in the mouth and score, scores with them right at the beginning, this is going to be a very dangerous game for them. But it, if Houston gets out running away, then they they might put up a hundred. Yeah, high high variance game in this one. If if Rice hangs in there, I don't think anybody'd be really too surprised. But yeah, Houston's got the talent. Like you said, if they get out there and run away, they can just make Rice be chasing their tails, and then Rice has to pass to try to catch up, and that's going to lead to more interceptions, and yeah. it's going to snowball on them. So it's it's high high variance game in, in my opinion. This one, personally, why it's only a secret pick. I just a lot of things can happen in this one. Yep. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, Northern Illinois at Kentucky. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Like, Kentucky's good. Northern Illinois isn't. I'll lay the 26 and a half. I'm on the right side of 27 and 28. But, like, does Kentucky have any incentive to win this game big? I feel like the answer is no. Uh, it's a lot of points. And I don't know. They're a lot better. They're at home. So I'll lay it. But it, it's just a C grade pick. It's not my favorite play. Like I said, I at least like that I'm on the right side of 27 and 28. And that's the best thing I can say about this pick. Because uh, of Jared, totals 53. Uh, what do you got got for us? I know everybody because of the two teams involved in this game is expecting me yeah. to have some sort of like great insight here. But let me tell you, people, I know enough about these two teams. You do not want any part of this game because let me tell you, I don't know if Kentucky can score enough. Okay, I don't know if Kentucky can or wants to score enough points to cover this number. Northern Illinois defense is not good. 
yeah. that that's kind of not a good matchup. I think that that Northern Illinois is going to have a really hard time moving the ball against this Kentucky defense. Yep. But Northern Illinois is a team that just finds a way every week, man. And by find a way, like obviously I don't think they're going to win this game, but could they find a way to cover this? You are 100% correct. They could. Could they find a way to miraculously put up 20 points against this team? Yes, they could because that's just what Northern Illinois does every single week. I'm telling you people, I know enough about these two teams. Just stay away. Just Another, stay away. Another reason to stay away, next week Kentucky plays at Ole Miss. So, I mean, Even better. Yeah. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm taking the points here. I like Northern Illinois to cover this one. I, I just don't think it, like Kentucky's defense is good. It's it's up there as it one is. of the top ones. It's it's impressive how good they've played this year. I kind of expected them to take a big step back, and they they haven't. But offensively, they are struggling. Isn't the right word. They just it just doesn't feel good. It feels like a very clunky machine. Oh, and I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not to that level, but uh, yeah, I mean, not, that Bill, not that Bill bad. Not that Through two interceptions to Youngstown State, like I mean, Northern Illinois' defense has got to be better than theirs, I, I would think. No. Uh, so I, I mean, I just I see a couple ways where like Kentucky doesn't really like to score more than thirty points. So if we get one touchdown. Northern Illinois is probably going to cover. So it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not something I'm super confident in because Northern Illinois gave that game up to Vandy. They had it won and just gave it up. So I, th- I think if Northern Illinois would have won, I would have been more on Kentucky. But I think mm. since they lost, they're a little more motivated. They come out and show something. Yeah. I think my only counter to that would be Northern Illinois. Like if, if, if Kentucky's offense has struggled, but. Uh, this is the type of opponent where you can kind of figure out some of those things yeah. because Northern Illinois defense. But I, I mean, I, I'm not confident either. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a game that's going to happen, and that's really yeah. the best I can say about it. Um, 7 p.m. Eastern, another game that's going to happen. Uh, Louisiana Tech at South Alabama. Um, I feel like we're like a week away from conference and at least when these types of teams play, it's a conference game and we have something more exciting to talk about. It's a non-conference game. I don't really have a lot of fun things to say about this. Uh, Louisiana tech isn't very good. South Alabama's decent. Uh, you talked about this uh, yesterday because uh, of Jared that South Alabama, you know, probably mm-hmm. the class of the Sunbelt West division mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at home. They're 13 and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the 13 and a half with a lot of tech models as 12 and a half. Only a C grade pick. I'd be much more excited at plus fourteen. Uh, we got the cover with LaTeX last week against Clemson. The little bit of fear I have here backing LaTeX, not getting that extra half point to get me the push protection on fourteen is after playing an opponent like Clemson, it's going to feel easier against South Alabama. But you might be a little beat up from playing a team like Clemson running around trying to chase them all night. So it's not my most confident play here, but I'll grab the points. South Alabama is better, but I just don't know if they're better enough to win by a bunch uh mm-hmm. just a lean for me on law tech grabbing those points total of 60 cousin jared what do you got this is a, a gross total number but definitely be leaning towards the over in this situation with sunny Cumbie's offense and then the south alabama offense that that we saw play really well against ucla and saw him just go up there and smoke central michigan in the first half of, of that mm-hmm. game in, in week maybe two it, it was um so i i think that the the over it would be the way that i would be looking here uh, just because i think both of these offenses are, are, are pretty good or at least Louisiana tech has the potential to, to have a good offense and i think south alabama's offense is good um so that would be the way that i lean here all right jake yeah i'm i'm taking south alabama here i think they're very underrated like not that they're gonna be a top tier team or anything but i don't i just don't think they're quite getting the respect 
they deserve yet. Carter Bradley's having a pretty good year. He's hitting 67% of his passes, got 830-plus yards, seven touchdowns on the year. Uh, they've got a really good running back in Webb who's averaging 5.8 yards a carry. So, like Their offense is loaded, and they're going to take advantage of this Louisiana Tech team, I think. Because uh, and, and I mean they've they've got to be shooting themselves all sorts in the foot after dropping that UCLA game. They had that one mm-hmm. big, mm-hmm. big one for them, and I think a great way to take advantage of a great way to make yourself feel better is to come in and beat the team that Missouri beat by thirty. Like so you, you can probably beat the pants off of them because Missouri did. Uh, yeah. Neither QB that Louisiana Tech throws out there is scary. They're both in the 50% completion wise and just not doing very well. And then if like if you just look at the stats and don't really dig into it, Crosby's numbers look really good. But besides like the 190 yards he ran against Stephen F. Austin, he's got 30 yards on the gear and is averaging 1.5 a carry. Like I just I don't see Louisiana Tech keeping this one close. All right, 7 p.m. Eastern, Southern Miss at Tulane. I'm going to lay the 13 with Tulane. Model says 12.7. Tulane getting that big win last week. It's only a C-grade pick just because of the potential letdown spot after such a big win for them. But I think they're a much better team than Southern Miss. Uh, model has Southern Miss outside the top 100 or inside the top 100, uh, mm-hmm. which has – uh, you know, promising for them. There's been times when they've been way towards the bottom, uh, but a much improved Southern Miss team. But I still think Tulane's a better team. Just a little bit nervous about the letdown spot here. So I'll lay the 13, push protection on that number. And if they win by 14, we've got the win. Uh, 48 is the total for this one. That's quite a low number for not Iowa being involved. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you got? Who's the running back for Southern Miss? Can, you, can anybody tell me that? Not a clue. It is Frank Gore Jr. And yes, we are all very oh. old. We yeah, are all we very are. old. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I th- so, again, I- I've mentioned a couple of times before that, you know, I like to have my analysis based on some statistics somewhere in-, in here. My gut tells me that this total number is a little high. I think both of these teams want to keep the ball on the ground, and I think the clock is going to be running a lot. So 48 is a low number for sure, but I think there's just going to be so much stuff on the ground in this game that the clock's going to be running a lot. So if I had to lean anywhere, I think it would be the under 48. All right, Jake. Yeah, I'm. I'm not making a play here. Like it's too much of a letdown spot. Is is there really 14 points between Tulane and Liberty difference? Like, because the Southern Miss Liberty game was close, and I think it went to overtime. I think it was like a ended up being a two point game because of the overtime rules. But so I don't. I don't know that there's 14 points between those two. But I think Tulane's the much better team. But in this spot at home after that big win is scary. And I mean Southern Miss. Showed some stuff there, hanging around with Miami for that first half. So I was just, there's just too much weirdness in this one that I'm, I'm staying away from. I'm too nervous on every, on every side of it. All right, seven thirty Eastern, Charlotte at South Carolina. We already talked about this. Chris Ronald tune back for Charlotte. Uh, huge for them, makes their offense competent. Uh, South Carolina has a quarterback as well. Um, they're favored by 22. Uh, I'm gonna lay the 22. It's just a C grade pick here. Charlotte, much better with Reynolds back, but I just think he's gonna have a really hard time against a competent South Carolina defense. Obviously, a South Carolina defense that can't hang with Georgia, but obviously, Charlotte's no Georgia. I just don't like that it's on the wrong side of 21 or 20. If I could lay 20 with South Carolina, I feel a little bit better. I've been on Charlotte all season, but I just don't think this is enough points 
uh, for this game. Total 67. Again, I lean towards laying the points. I just wish I was getting minus 21 rather than minus 22. So if that number pops up, I'm a little more excited about it. Might add a unit to it, but at 22, I'll take South Carolina, but it's, again, not my favorite model. It says 24 is what it should be. So the model thinks the most likely outcome gets us a win. Unfortunately, the second most likely outcome of 21 would get us a loss. That's why it's only a C-grade pick for me. Kessinger, Jared, what do you think? I think this game, in regards to the total, comes down to where are do Spencer Rattler's turnovers take place? Do yeah. they take place in, in near their own end zone, or do they take place on the other side of the field? Uh, and that and that would also affect if Charlotte can cover, because if they happen near yeah. their own end zone, then then Charlotte's going to get points. And if yeah. it happened going in, then it's then Charlotte doesn't. So at least yeah. if his turnovers happen deeper into the drive, yeah. South Carolina still might cover, right? If they happen in his, yeah. you know, at their own twenty, Charlotte's got a real good chance to cover this number. Yeah, I, I still think I would lean toward, towards the under. Like this is just a lot of points for a, a Charlotte team. That yes, Reynolds is back, but it's just a different level of competition than, yeah. than what they have, they've been playing. So um, I, I still think I would lean towards the under here. But uh, you know, you could tell me that Rattler throws for five touchdowns. You could tell me he throws for five interceptions, and I yep. wouldn't doubt either of them. Yep, hundred percent agree. Jake, what do you think? Man, sitting here listening, I've kind of talked myself out of my Charlotte play. I, 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 man, I, I kind of I, one of the reasons I leaned Charlotte was how beat up the secondary was for. Uh, for South Carolina, and then coming off Georgia, Georgia just—I mean, like we talk about Utah Mall and people. I mean, Georgia just absolutely yeah. takes your soul when they it's beat. It's not even—it's not fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like health-wise, I mean, and then Georgia—they beat South Carolina, beat Georgia State by twenty-one, and then I mean the what college football math? Charlotte beats Georgia State by one, so uh, maybe you're looking at a twenty-point victory for South Carolina. Uh, you know, you know, math. Um, I'm trying, uh, so I, I don't know. I've kind of talked myself out of it. I lean Charlotte, but uh, uh, I don't know. I've taken that play off the board because I'm not very happy with it. <laughs> yeah, if you, I feel like it's one of those where if you can lay 20 with South Carolina, it's probably solid. If you can get 24 with Charlotte, it's probably solid. Being right in the middle is kind of like, yeah, not really exciting either way. Uh, 7:30 Eastern, Wisconsin and Ohio State. Uh, what could be a good football game? Uh, someone convinced me. I'm just going to start off with this. Someone convinced me that Wisconsin and Notre Dame aren't the same team. I, I, I can I cannot convince you of that because I think that is the exact formula that Wisconsin has to follow if they want to stay in this game. I mean, they're yeah. not they're not that far from each other, right? South Bend and mm. I don't know. That's probably like a six hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ohio State's a 19-point favorite. I'm going to grab the 19 with Wisconsin. It's just a C-grade pick. This Ohio State team can beat anybody by a large number. We saw it last week. So fading them unless you're getting a lot of points just isn't something I can do with confidence. I faded them week one with a lot of confidence with Notre Dame and got the victory with that one. But I'm just – that was week one. That was all offseason Notre Dame had to prepare for what they wanted to do against Ohio State. Uh, That was first game for Ohio State, you know – after what I saw against Toledo, and not that beating Toledo is like puts them in the College Football Hall of Fame, but the way that they beat Toledo and just made it look so easy, it feels like they're clicking on all cylinders. So as much as this is like the Notre Dame game, I'm not convinced it is. So I'm going to grab the points, but with a much lower confidence grade play than I had Notre Dame in that week one game. 
just because Ohio State, like I said, can go out there win this game by 30 and nobody would be surprised. Model says that this should be 17.8, so it's priced pretty well. I, I think I, and that's I think the bottom line is I think this is priced really well. I think it's hard to be super confident that Ohio State can win by three touchdowns, knowing that Wisconsin's defense should be able to do better things in Toledo's. And that, like you said, because of Jared, that their game plan is similar to what Notre Dame did to try to hang in there. But I don't think you can have a ton of confidence grabbing the points with Wisconsin unless you're getting a number north of 20 um, as well. So I think it's a pretty well-priced game. I'm going to grab the points with Wisconsin, but um, I'm just more kind of wanting to see how this plays out. If Wisconsin hangs in there, that tells me they might be decent this year. If they get blown out, it really emphasizes that that Washington State loss wasn't just a fluke, that it was actually... Wisconsin's not going to be very good this year. So we're going to learn a lot, I think, in this game. Total is 57. Uh, Cousin Jerry, what do you got for us? You could convince me that Wisconsin is going to slow down Ohio State. I'm not sure you can convince me that Wisconsin is going to score many points uh, against Ohio State is the problem, which would you know naturally give you the inclination that I would lean to the under here. But uh, just like going under an Ohio State game is just you know, not – super comforting, you know, not, not anything that, you know, really makes you feel good. So um, I'm staying away from this one. I, I hope it's closer than, than what the line is. I hope it's a good game, but yeah. I, I have a concern that, you know, Wisconsin may end up with like 10 points in this game. Team total for Wisconsin, 17 and a half. Why won't we, why aren't we playing the under? Because <sighs> Graham Mertz actually picks one game a year to show up. Yeah, but is it this one? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. He just, he just selects one randomly and has a good game. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like I've mentioned like sixteen total unders or overs or whatever this week seven or something. I I, I hope mm-hmm. somebody goes back and listens and like marks one out and sees like did they all win or lose because I, I don't even remember what they all were at this point. But I feel like I've said a lot of team totals and I'm just curious how they all play out. Like I said, I would be looking at Wisconsin team total under. I think for them to cover, I think it's. I'm going to say this. If if you like Wisconsin, I almost think you kind of parlay it with the under because I kind of think those are pretty heavily correlated. I, I don't, yeah. you know, it's it's almost like the baseball thing with the run line and the unders, and they don't let you parlay those a lot. You have to go to the same game parlay stuff where they throw that extra juice on there and it makes it tougher. But it's I think this one's pretty correlated. I think you might have a little bit of an edge on the books if you do that because I don't think Wisconsin can hang in there in a shootout. If it's a shootout, I think it's going to be like last week with Toledo. Yeah. Not that Ohio State scores 122 or whatever they scored. But I think it's that Wisconsin's only hope is to keep this low scoring and make this a, you know, 30 to 14 type ball game or something. And so, like I said, I, I kind of think Wisconsin, if you like Wisconsin parlaying with the under, maybe makes a little bit of sense here. Um, or like I said, just go Wisconsin even total under, because I just don't think they're going to have a lot of success scoring. Their biggest hope is going to be, can their defense slow Ohio State down and keep it an interesting ball game, which is what I'm hoping for as a fan uh, of college football, that it's at least a close, interesting ball game. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Yeah. I'm watching this one right now. If I get 20 with Wisconsin, I'm taking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I this sounds weird. I really think the coin toss plays a big effect in this game. If Wisconsin can get that ball first and hold on to it, like and kill some clock because mm-hmm. they don't really throw the ball, they run it. Like that will help slow this Ohio State team down. Like, you know, like teams try to do with Peyton Manning and stuff. You know, when he's not on the field, he can't hurt you. Uh, yep. And their defense is good enough that it could keep them in the game. We could see something similar to Notre Dame, uh, but I'm not confident under 20. Uh, if it gets a 20, I'll take it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm with you. I like 20 more. If I get to 21, 
I'm much more excited about that. That would be at least a B grade play for me at 21. But yeah, 19 is kind of like, nah. uh, 7:30 Eastern. Vanderbilt at Alabama. Um, my goodness. Uh, like we we're always saying, I hope that nobody gets hurt. I mean, <laughs> Alabama's going to win this one handily. I'm going to lay it with Alabama. I laid it with Alabama last week, and that worked. And I feel like against these weaker schools with Alabama, you just kind of got to lay it and just hope that you get pissed off Saban, who just yeah. says, I'm going to try to put up 50 points and a half. Uh, Vanderbilt's improved, but they're still not that good. I don't see how Vanderbilt hangs in there. I haven't seen enough out of Vanderbilt that should make me think that they can even do anything. And if they can't do anything, this feels like a game that Bama wins you know, 49 to three or something like that. So I'm going to lay it with Alabama. It's only a C grade pick because there's so many points, but I, you know, I, team total for Vanderbilt's probably sitting around nine and a half. I'm like, how are they going to score off of Alabama and how are they going to stop Alabama? I mean, this is going to be an ugly game. I, I'm just, I'm surprised the line's on a little bit higher, uh, but the model says 39 and a half. So I can't be that confident in laying a number in the forties, given that the model says 39 and a half. So I'll lay it with Alabama, but it's um, again, it's, I think it's a, a, a solid play to diversify your portfolio, but it's one that I'm playing at a lower level because I want that diversification, but I don't want to be too invested in Alabama needing to score late uh, to cover this one, even though I think that they can probably destroy Vanderbilt uh, just like they do in most years. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you got? Yeah, I think if this situation, you either lay the points with Alabama or you pass, because I don't think there's any way in God's green earth that you can convince yourself that back in Vanderbilt is the right thing to do in this situation. So I would say if, if you want to have a play on this game, it's got to be laying the points with Alabama. Yep. Jake? Yeah, Vandy is thanking the Lord that ULM was the game in between them and Texas, so they didn't get <laughs> <laughs> the wrath. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's their only benefit here. And that, and that if they come out healthy, uh, just like it's, it's Alabama or pass for me too. I, I'm not playing it just cause I, I don't know. I don't want to endorse murder. Um, so, so, so also disclaimer, we disclaimer, we do not condone physical violence or murder on this podcast show thing that we're doing here. Yep. 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 Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> um Alabama does have Arkansas next week, but I don't think this is a look-ahead spot in the sense that Vanderbilt's so bad that Alabama backups can score if they want, yeah. and the Alabama backups can stop Vanderbilt if they want. So yeah, I'm with it's 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 Bama or pass. I I, I don't think adding Bama to your portfolio again as a small investment's a bad idea. It's just not one that I think I can endorse heavily uh, on this one. 7:30 Eastern, Florida Atlantic and Purdue. I'm going to grab the points of Florida Atlantic. It's 20. Uh, Purdue's. I don't know what to make of Purdue yet. I don't think we're going to learn a lot in this game. They should win this game. Can they win it by 21 is really the question. Uh, model says 18, so the model thinks that you know, 17, 18, 20 are all reasonable possibilities here. Total 61 and a half. Uh, Florida Atlantic's inside the top 100 and Purdue's outside the top 25. And so that's kind of a recipe for you kind of got to take the 20 points out of principle in my opinion, because these two teams aren't that close, but they aren't that far apart either. Purdue is not a team that can, that I think is good enough to really say we can go attack your weaknesses and destroy you. And Florida Atlantic is not a team that's so bad that they're going to get embarrassed. I mean, Florida Atlantic is, they're not good, but they're not terrible. And Purdue's, you know, 
had some question marks, had some holes, had some issues. So I'm just going to say 20 points is too many out of principle and take it, but it's only a lean. I'd like 21 a lot more. It's a pretty, it's fairly well priced. I think 20 is the right side, but again, it's not my favorite play unless I can get 21, 21 and a half. Uh, total 61 and a half. Cousin Jared, you got anything for us here? I was, I was raised to, you know, under with the saying, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. And I've got nothing good to say about Purdue after what they did to us against, with Syracuse last week. So no, I have nothing to say. I was really wondering where you were going to go with that. <laughs> I've got nothing to say about this game. Uh, I'm completely fair. Uh, there's, there's again, like I said, right before conference play here, there are some non-conference games yeah. that are just not the most exciting. At least we get the conference play. We have something to talk about, you know, how they're going to handle this, you know, trying to win a yeah. division, all that sort of stuff. And then some of these are just kind of, yeah. yeah. Jake, you got anything for us on this one? Yeah, I'm actually grabbing Purdue. I think they take out, Take out some Jake, Jake, Jake will save the day for us here. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've their two losses are last second losses against yeah. good teams, and yeah. and I mean that's that's got to be driving you nuts. Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones should have a field day. I think this game looks a lot like that UCF game that Florida Atlantic just played, and because I I just don't see them having the the offense to keep up, and any mistake they make, Purdue's going to punish because they don't have the defense to get in that in Aiden O'Connell's way. Yeah. My my fear with laying it with Purdue is Purdue plays at Minnesota next week. Oh, no reason, no reason to run it up. Yeah. Um, a lot of points, but again, I like it a lot more at twenty one because I could easily see Purdue winning this game by twenty or twenty one. So that's why it's it's only a C grade pick for me taking the points. Is that I, if I could get more points, I feel much better about the back door about Purdue not you know, running away with it. But I'm on the wrong side of a pretty key number there at twenty one. So uh, I, I I get it. Um, Eight thirty. PM Eastern kickoff, Boston College and Florida State. I know we're uh, deep into the show and I haven't had many of them. Here's an A grade play for me. I'm going to grab the 17 and a half at Boston College. Florida State is a little banged up. And by a little, I mean a lot. I'm not even sure how many healthy bodies they're going to have by the end of this game. It feels like people there are dropping like flies. Still a very good football team and a very impressive effort last week to yeah. salvage that victory in what was a wild and massively entertaining game. And they do at least have an extra day, you know, of rest, that being a Friday game, now playing on Saturday. But this is just a lot of points, and especially given the injuries that Florida State's had, I'm not sure they have any desire to win by a bunch. This is a get the win and get out of town or get, get back to your dorm room, whatever, healthy type game. 17 and a half is a lot of points, especially with the low total, like 48 and a half. I think Florida State wins this game, but I think they're just not interested in winning it by 20 some odd points. I think Boston College can slow it down enough. Florida State's not healthy enough. I think they lose by 10, 14, 17, 13, 11. I mean, there's a lot of ways they can lose this game and it still not be that entertaining. And we can still cover with 17 and a half. So it's an A grade play for me on Boston College. Model says 15, indicating that the most likely outcomes are 13, 14, and 17. And we win with all of those plays. And the model's not even really exactly sure about all the injury stuff. So there's that extra variability. But again, with a low total and no reason for Florida State to try to run it up here. I'm taking all these points at Boston College on Saturday night. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? I don't know how many points Boston College is going to score in this game. Uh, they have played two FBS opponents. They scored 21 points against Rutgers, which isn't really that bad. They only scored 10 points against Virginia Tech. I, I just think that this offense is just not very good at all. Um, I think that would probably – 
you know, you made your points about Florida State. I think the, that's those points are well taken. This this is a lot of points in a game with a total of 48 and a half where you could see Florida State pulling some people early. Um, you know, Boston College trying to get some, you know, style points there at the end or something like that. Uh, Just get some is, we scored points in a college football game in Florida State type. I mean, yeah, yeah. I got points in a conference game. Try to build up your confidence a little bit. Uh, man, I, I don't trust Boston College as far as I could throw them, but I think I would lean towards taking the points in the game with this type of total. Yep. Jake? Yeah, this is another one. I, if Florida State was fully healthy, I'd be riding now because I, yep. I think the defense is good. Um, yep. I, I marked this just in case they they were going to be fully healthy, but it doesn't look that way. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one off because, I mean, Florida State's defense is very good. And both their quarterbacks looked good, but I, I think you're right. I think they get up, they might get up that 21 28 and just pull everybody. Like, we, yeah. we got to stop the bleeding somewhere. Um, and Boston College, I mean, I thought Jerkovich was going to have a decent year coming in. Man, he doesn't, he doesn't look like the same guy he did last year. And then mm-hmm. they ran for all of 29 yards against Rutgers and four yards against Virginia Tech. So he's got, he's carrying the whole weight of their offense and he's not carrying it very far. So I'm just I'm staying away from this game just because I, I don't trust either team to really have it in them. Yeah, uh, Florida State next week gets Wake Forest at home, so another reason just not to try to push the tempo. No reason to try to have extra plays. I'm not saying what they will or won't do. I'm just saying there's no incentive to push anything in this game. It, they should be up double digits in the third quarter, and then it's just try to run it down their throats and milk the clock for all it's worth and get out of town healthy with the W. So um, I'm with you, Jake, though. I mean, a fully healthy Florida state team with a bye next week is a totally different story in this situation. It's like, let's go out there and kick some tail. And I think they can. Uh, it's just, that's not the situation that we have here for this one. Saturday night, nine 30 Eastern USC is a six point favorite at Oregon state. Uh, so two weeks ago, I took USC against Stanford and I was like, I love USC in this spot and they're going to win big. And then I'm never going to take them again because people are going to overreact and they won and people didn't overreact. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to take USC again. I love them here against Fresno state. They're a lot better, but then I'm never going to pick them again because people are going to overreact and they clocked Fresno state, their Mm -hmm. defense. uh, We talked about their defense, just really like hunting for the ball and uh, that giving up some big plays and they give up a few big plays and a few yards. But I mean, that defense looked a lot better against Fresno state Uh, offense still just rolling along. And I was like, yep, never going to take them again. People are going to overreact and everyone's gonna be like, oh, USC is the best team ever or whatever. And they're, they're good, but they're not that good. Uh, Why is this under seven? I don't understand this at all. Uh, B grade pick for me on USC at minus six with minus one Oh seven odds model says 6.7 model like seven's most likely outcome. And then we have that push protection on six. It's maybe one, the more I think about it, it turns into an A grade play as we get closer to kickoff on this one. It's just, I for sure at least want two units on this at USC minus six. I can't believe I'm backing them again. I feel like they're going to go beat Oregon state pretty handily. And then maybe I'll never pick them again. I don't know. Maybe people won't realize that this USC team has a lot of talent. We talked about how good their offense is. Talked about it last week at Fresno State. It's kind of the same recipe. Oregon State just gets stopped once or twice, and that feels like it's ball game with this USC offense. I know the game is in Corvallis. It's going to be a rocking crowd at night. It's a can be a tough place to play. Should be a really fun atmosphere. But I just think this US. I think Oregon State's solid. Model's got them 39th. Uh, but Model's USC 12th. I mean, I think they're a pretty good team. I don't think they're you know top three. 
I don't think they're top five, but I mean, they're a pretty good football team. They're going to continue to get better as the year goes on. We talked about maybe at the end of the season having depth issues if there are injuries, but as they start clicking this middle of the season, they're a real scary team. I'm shocked this number isn't seven or really seven and a half. That's right, hanging at seven and a half and dare you to lay more than a touchdown with USC. I'm like I'm playing the six, and like I said, it's a it's a B plus type pick. I haven't quite pulled the trigger on that third unit, but the more I look at it, it, it just it feels like a game that USC just needs a stop or two. And all the stops they got last week, I'm not convinced Oregon State's offense is that much better than Fresno State's. Uh, I'm laying with USC. Total of 70 and a half <laughs> should be a fun one here Saturday night. Uh, Cousin Jerry, what do you got for us? I, I I would I would lean towards taking the under just out of principle there. Principle, uh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. If if Oregon and Oregon last State, week's game, last week's game went way under. We talked about all the points that we thought were going to happen in that one. Way under. last last week's game went way under. And if you look Hainer, at Rice, Hainer died in that game. He, he he that is that is true. May he yeah may he rest in peace. Um. So I, what I would say is I think the Rice game, if they hadn't thrown the three pick sixes, I I think that you would have seen a obviously a much lower total there as well. Uh, and I think that um, Oregon State not 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 to say that I run a run a similar offense to Rice, but they like to keep the, they're a run first team, very similar to what what Rice is. And so I think you can see the clock running a little bit. I think that would lean. Make me lean more towards the under, but you know, with USC, you never feel comfortable with that. I want to like talk about how mad I am at the Pac-12 network that it still like takes an act of Congress for anybody to actually get a television yeah. subscription where you can actually watch the Pac-12 network because this is going to be a a wonderful game, I think, and nobody's going to be able to watch yeah. it, and that's just very very sad. So, uh, Pac-12. This next TV contract, let's get all this stuff taken care of, and so we can find this on our TVs and enjoy these these great late night games that you've got. Yep, and just real quick before you talk about that, Jake. Obviously, there is was the Hainer injury last week, but Fresno State only scored ten points in the first half. So I, I, I want to make sure I indicate it's not just USC's defense improved. Uh, it wasn't just, I mean, it wasn't just the Hainer injury. I mean, they looked pretty good in that first half too. But obviously, that prevented any uh, potential comeback effort really by Fresno State. Of course, once once he didn't play the. Uh, most of the second half. Uh, Jake, what do you got for us on this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Jared here hating the Pac-12 network. But, yeah. I, mean, I, I third that, yeah. What, what, what is this, the, the last last year or the next last year that we have to worry about UC, USC being in, being on it? Uh, That's true. So yeah. I, I don't know that the Pac-12 network is going to carry on too much anymore after that. True. No, it won't. It's going to go away in the new TV deal, I promise. Yeah. Either way, I'm all over USC here. I'm I'm very confused why this is under a touchdown. That that trio that Lincoln Riley has and Williams, Addison, and Die is just yeah. unstoppable. Really, I I don't know how many teams out there are going to be able to slow them down, and it allows their defense to take risk and be real aggressive because it's like it doesn't matter. You still have to score twice yeah. for the time we yeah. we, we score because it's not going to be. It's going to be crazy. I think I think USC wins a spot touchdown or two. Like I, I don't think Oregon State is going to be able to keep up. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked that I still think that there's value back in USC. I, I felt like there was going to be a runaway hype train with all the talent that they brought in. I just thought there's no way it's going to be super inflated. Being out, you know, we're going to have to fade USC and just hope to be 500 against them, that sort of thing. But I mean, I, I feel like this number is way too reasonable. Like you said, I'm surprised it's not seven or seven and a half. I don't know why it's six. It, it, it kind of confused me, and I mean, with him being a name too, that most the yeah. public's gonna follow. Like, yeah, it's shocking. Uh, yeah, it, well, I'll take it as as I can get it because I would, I would love, I like to be able to back this team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
late night Saturday, 10:15 Eastern Wyoming at BYU. BYU is a 21 and a half point favorite. Uh, that hook might matter. I mean, this game really yeah. easily could land at 21. That's why I'm taking 21 and a half with Wyoming. It's just a secret pick, though. This Wyoming team isn't very good. I don't have a lot of faith in them. But I don't know what BYU team is going to show up. They obviously looked great the first week. They looked great against Baylor. Baylor wore them down a little bit. Part of that game against Oregon was Oregon. I think like we talked about already. Massive credit to Oregon. I think they're much better than we than, than I realized. Um, but BYU now playing and after playing that Oregon game, coming off the Baylor game, I just don't know how much depth they have, how physical they're going to be able to, you know, assert you know assert their will. Exactly how this game is going to play out. Uh, another situation where they have no incentive to run it up. BYU's home field advantage partially comes from the altitude. Wyoming's going to be used to that, so it's not going to affect them whatsoever. So uh, it just feels like a lot of points in a game that, that BYU just feels like if they could play their starters for three quarters and get out of Dodge with the victory and move on to try to stay healthy for what we've talked about all season, just a grueling schedule for yep. them. That feels like the way it's going to play out. I just don't have enough faith in Wyoming to give this more than a C grade because Wyoming is fairly terrible. And if BYU wanted to, I think BYU could win this by much more than this. I'm just not sure that they really have a need to and or I'm not sure they're healthy enough to and or again, I think that home foot advantage they have is a little bit nullified when you're playing another team coming from altitude. So I'm going to get the 21 and a half, especially because that hook at minus 105 odds. I think it's a good play. It's just not what I want to be too invested in. So it's a secret pick for me on Wyoming. Total of 50. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? We know I love the, the Mountain West, but what I would tell you people is don't overreact to Wyoming's victory over Air Force just because the, the way that the the way that Air Force runs its offense it's a little bit different, but similar to the other service academies, if you get ahead early, it can be difficult for them to come back. And, you know, if you just come up with a game plan to specifically stop that offense, you know, you, you can you can win a game like that, even, you know, you know when you may have less talent and all, all those other things. I would say don't read too much into that. The other thing that I would say about Wyoming here is that they went on the road, Illinois, first game of the season. And they lost thirty-eight to six, and we did. And they looked they terrible. Score. And they looked like garbage, and we weren't sure they were going to score a touchdown all season. And so I would say, just don't get carried away with that Wyoming victory over Air Force last week. Look at the whole picture. I think personally, if I had to look at the whole picture, I would be laying the points with BYU here. I, I, I think that they're just on a completely different level from Wyoming. And if Illinois could do that to them, I mean, because you, you know BYU is going to put up more points than Illinois did. Illinois scored 38. And so I think personally I would lay the points if I had to. We've talked about the BYU schedule ad nauseum. Definitely, you know, at some point they're going to say, hey, it's not worth it. We need to, you know, put some of the second stringers in. But it's not exactly a look-ahead spot to Utah State at this point anymore. But, but, but they play Utah State on – Thursday. Mm, did not realize that. That's good. So it's not it's not a look ahead spot with regards to the team, but it is because yeah. when you play that game. I mean, like I said, this yeah. is a this is a get out of dodge and don't have too many plays type game because they yeah. know they're playing on Thursday. Like, again, they should be able to win that game on Thursday. Utah State's not very good, but yep. Just a rough schedule for BYU. It is, it's, it, it's tough. I think I would lay the points just because of what I saw with Wyoming and Illinois, and I think BYU is an order of magnitude better than Illinois. Um, but, but again, not, don't feel strong enough to, to say that's an official play. You know, Jake? I, I am laying the points. I think BYU is angry about that Oregon game. Uh, they got that was, that was their first, like, big-time national television game of the year, and they, they kind of look, looked really rough towards the second half of that. Hey, no, hold on, hold on. Baylor BYU, I think, like broke records for ESPN late night television 
Today it was like the most watched ESPN 9:30 Eastern start time in the last like four years or something. So yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm saying like this was middle of the day. You know, yeah, you're, you're right. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. National television. I'm with you. I'm 100 yeah. with you. I just had to make the joke. <laughs> no, I mean props to them if they're being able to carry late night stuff, getting people on the East Coast to stay up that late. Uh, but man, I, I just I just think they're angry about it and they're going to come out mad. And I don't think Wyoming has the horses here to uh, to get in their way. I think this is a spot to me where if I see, and I, I don't know if I'll see it. I might just like look at the box score and see. But if it if it seems like the BYU starters are playing deep into this game because they're angry and they're winning big, it feels like a spot to fade them next week against Utah State on yeah. the short week since Utah State. I don't believe is playing this week. Um, no, they are playing this week. Never mind. So yeah, they'll have the same problem, and Utah State's terrible. So never mind. Ignore all that. Um, <laughs> moving on to the kill the clock offense here. Uh, this is where we'll go back and recap some things that we want to add some units to and then let Jake make plays on all the games that we covered earlier in the week. I've got one here. Oklahoma is now down. We're going to talk about Oklahoma in every episode this week. Uh, yeah. They were at minus 13. They're not at minus 12. It was a B-grade play for me at 13, having that push on a quasi-key number, not an extremely one, down to 12, uh, pushing at that number, which isn't extremely likely, but winning at 13, which is more likely uh, than 12. I'm going to add that third unit to it to up that to an A grade play backing the Sooners. We talked about this. I think it's a horrible matchup for Kansas State and the number getting more favorable is just confusing. I tweeted about this today. Uh, just your uh, weekly reminder that closing line value in football spreads means absolutely nothing. The Sunday night spreads have been more accurate than the closing line spreads. So don't be afraid of line movements. If they're moving a different direction, it's really 50-50. And based off the information that I presented today, it actually says that you're more uh, likely wanting to fade the line movement because that's actually would give you a profitable uh, time so far this college football season. Uh, that's just the way it's been, and it's not just this year. That's the way it's all it's been for the last several years now. It used to not be the case, but lines have gotten a lot better on open because they've hired a lot of smart people to make much better lines than they used to. So lines open up and are pretty good. Maybe not right off the bat, but usually within a couple of hours, those lines settle into a really good number, and then they don't really get that much better. So this number's going in the wrong direction, in my opinion. Uh, I still think we should back Oklahoma. I'm going to add another unit minus 12. Uh, Cousin Jared, do you have any plays to add to your previous selections? Yeah, I got, got two more plays here, and then I got a question for Jake. So uh, first of all, I'm going with the UMass Temple over 43 and a half. Uh, we talk about 55 being a key number all the time. 44 is the second most key number in college football. Getting an over 43 and a half against the UMass defense, mm -hmm. I, I think, it, it, you know. Temple might score 44 by themselves. They, they could score 44 by themselves, but I'm banking on this game being like 34 to 14. That that feels like a plausible outcome for me. I was going to so, say 34 well, or 34 10. You still get the win. Yeah. So so uh, uh, I'm going to go UMass Temple over 43 and a half. I'm also going to go with uh, Tulsa and Ole Miss under 65 and a half. I've been impressed with what I've seen from the Ole Miss defense this season. And we, we talked about it earlier. Ole Miss got Kentucky coming to town next week or yep. vice versa. And so, you know, potential uh, time to get, get some of the starters out there early. Uh, Lane so Kiffin did say called the dogs off in that Georgia Tech game. So that could have been worse. Yeah, so let's call the dogs off again, Lane. I'm all about that. Yeah, because that game was like a 40-point game early in the third quarter. Yeah, it could have been worse. <laughs> yeah, so so Tosa Ole Miss under 65 and a half. So, Jake, this is what I want to ask you. Uh, so I said on the last episode that I would consider playing the over if Notre Dame and North Carolina total got to 55. It got to 55. It's currently sitting at 55. So, Jake, what is your opinion on an over or under in the Notre Dame-North Carolina game at 55? 
See, I, I like when you said that, I kind of agreed with it, but I kind of want it under 55. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like, I don't know that I would play it right now just because you, want, I don't you want to go on, you want to go over a number that's less yes. than 55. Okay, just yes. to make sure we're clear because like, okay. I, I don't like, I don't try to play for pushes, so mm-hmm. I, I think there's a good chance it gets to 55, but. You think, I don't you trust, think hold off for 54 and a half. Yeah. I, I don't I don't trust Notre Dame to score enough here. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think North Carolina is good enough to put some points up, but they, they can't stop anybody. But I mean, if you've watched uh, Pine play, he he really they really call all the routes off at like seven yards. Like that's as far mm-hmm. as we're going downfield. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, North Carolina North Carolina's defense is bad. Hey, seven yards down the field, he should be wide open against North Carolina. They're probably yeah. more than twenty yards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I just—that's that, my opinion on it. I, I'm waiting for the fifty-four and a half, but I may talk myself into it. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, you you didn't you didn't convince me one way or another there. So everybody, I'm keeping that in my back pocket. I'm I'm going to be analyzing this more as the week goes on. This this might be one that I pull the trigger on later in the week. All right, Jake, uh, here is your time to shine. Uh, can you kill the entire fourth quarter right here? I'm going to try. Um, so I'm definitely jumping on Syracuse. The Virginia's bad. I, I, I don't know what happened to them. They're bad. Syracuse is decent. That, oh. that number jumped up to like 11, and yeah. then now it's back to nine. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Who? Why? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I saw I had 11, I was like, okay, we're going the right direction at nine. Yeah. I'm like, what's happening, people? Yeah. yeah, when I saw it got back under 10, I was like, ooh, I'm so excited. Yeah. So I jumped yeah. on that. I'm, I'm going to grab Boise State because New, Me- New Mexico is – UTEP is bad. I mean, New Mexico yeah, forced seven turnovers against them. And, I mean, Boise's not great, but their defense is better than that. So I, I could imagine this gets out of hand quick because UTEP can't hold on to the ball. Um, taking Temple – Really want to do the over two. Haven't haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, but I'm going to take Tibble minus nine and a half. I think Kurt Warner's kid is an EJ Warner. He's I think he's going to be good and carry and carry this team pretty far. Uh, I hate Georgia Tech. I think they're probably one of the they're Colorado level. So I'm going to take UCF just because I think Georgia Tech's bad and he's probably the next coach to get fired if they don't if Auburn doesn't beat him to it. Uh, I'm going to. Man, this is one I've gone back and forth over and over, but I'm going to join y'all with Michigan State because the injury news for the uh, receiver for Minnesota that sucks. I mean, he's they're All looking for a, I think. yeah, they're looking for a seventh year for him, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to want it because I mean, he's that's got to suck. I mean, they've got possibly the best uh, running back in. Uh, football right now, but I, I don't think Tanner Morgan's good enough to make up for the loss because Michigan State defense is, isn't terrible, even though Washington made it look like yeah, it. they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Michigan State coming off that drumming, I think they're they're gonna put their foot in the ground here and keep this one close and probably win it. Uh, so I'm taking Michigan State, jumping on Clemson. Uh, I don't Wake Forest makes one mistake and then Clemson's able to take off with that. That defense is very good. Uh, Jumping on Cincinnati because Indiana sucks. It's bad. They they needed seven penalties and a missed field goal to get that to overtime and uh, against Western Kentucky, and that's not a that's not a good sign. Uh, Navy is terrible, so ECU is a good play. I like yep. this James Madison team. I, I don't know that Appalachian State's come down to earth yet after the last two weeks, so I'm I'm jumping on James Madison plus seven. I think. I might even sprinkle a little bit on the money line because I, I still think Appalachian State's heads in the clouds with 
that yeah. Hail Mary and game day and beating Texas A&M. That's just possible. But I like it more to the spot, and I think James Madison has been surprisingly good this year. Uh, <laughs> taking Miami of Ohio, got that over seven. So I'm going to jump on that before it goes back because Northwestern is bad. Uh, yeah, another one where you're getting a better number than, than we did. Yeah. Uh, Which I, makes I, no sense. But, again, just like the list of there were better numbers later in the week that all hit like Georgia Southern yeah. against Nebraska, and there's yeah. like a long laundry list of them. So, yeah. Whatever. Again, line movements just don't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, it, which, which is sad. Like it, it used to. Like that was like it kind of gave you some information. It wasn't like deterministic, but it used to be like in general it meant something. And now it's like it just doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And well, gamblers are creatures of habit too. So everybody follow, follows line movement because that's what yeah. they lie before. That's what, the that's what mattered for twenty years, whatever thirty years, right? That that mattered so much, and now it doesn't. Matter. Everybody's got all the same information. Uh. I'm jumping on Utah here. I think you're on Arizona State, but I think Utah is still mad at that Florida loss, and they are going to demolish everybody whenever they can. And Arizona State has just got to be in shambles. Like I know losing Hearn, but like I just I don't think the the talent is there to stay with this Utah team. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask real quick, just so we go all go on record here uh, on a on a scale of one to ten, Arizona State wins this game because the Pac-12 always somehow shoots itself in the foot and never even ends up in playoff contention on a scale of one to 10. How surprised would you be if Arizona state wins this game? Well, this isn't the game that you need to be talking about. You need to be talking about Oregon state and USC. If that's yeah. the case. Now USC is a separate issue. I'm talking about because Utah, a Utah loss here would eliminate them from playoff contention barring really crazy things happening. Yeah. Surprised here for Arizona state to win probably mm-hmm. like, Seven, seven or eight, because I, I just don't see Utah's old and they they don't make a lot of stupid mistakes. Minus the perception in Florida. Where where is this game at? Where is Arizona State located? Well, I'm, I, okay, so it's, it's, it's no, in Arizona it's, State. It's, okay. it's in Arizona State. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it'd probably be like an eight. I would be really surprised if, okay. if Arizona State won this game. Okay. I think I think Arizona State's got a chance to win this game. I think they've also got a chance to lose by forty. <laughs> I just I think maybe being free from her might do a lot for them, you know. Yeah. But yeah. But they also might just be terrible. Either one's yep. very possible. I mean, I know I know he didn't get fired on the field, but that video looks rough. That video was bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's just like the body language. The body language. I, I don't know that the locker room is very a good place to be with or without her. Um, and the looming NCAA stuff. I don't, I don't know how yeah. interested they are. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take Washington here. I think Milo Pittix looks like, what was it, two years ago when Indiana had that good year? Yeah, uh, 2020. Yeah. He looks like that kind of Milo Pittix. Better, better. Yeah. So, and I, I, Stanford needed those two scores in the fourth quarter when you, uh, USC quit trying to make that game even close. So I, I don't see that happening. Um, golly, I love this Oklahoma line. Uh, I, I'm probably going to end up putting two units on it. But because I, I just like I don't get it, like what what in that Nebraska game made everybody go like Oklahoma's not that good? No, they uh, Nebraska scored first. I guess is the only thing you can yep. say. That did happen. <laughs> after that, they rolled off like forty nine straight. Yeah, uh, take it Ole Miss. Just out of principle, that they're a much better team. Uh, going to take the under the Arkansas Texas A and M game. They. Texas A&M is allergic to points. I, I don't <laughs> like. I don't know where the logic 
Jim Jimbo's got that he doesn't need to score to win, but that's how he plays. And that he in in a reporter basically asked him that, and he's like, "We play winning football." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> like but, those are words. Yes, and he did form a sentence. Um, Arkansas likes to run the ball. They're not very good at throwing the balls. And Texas Stadium has got a good defense. I, I don't see a lot of points happening. I can see this one like 14-17 kind of deal. Um, going to take Western Michigan because that number confuses me so much why that keeps moving up. I grabbed it at, what, four and a half, saying, hey, uh, getting the win at three and four is crazy. Now it's up to six and a half at yeah. minus 101. Yeah. I am flabbergasted at that number. I, I'm waiting to see if that gets to seven because it's been There's inexplicable. No well, it's but it's been inexplicable to this point. Like I know, I, I, I don't know. That is that that one, and and I know this is Jake's segment. Sorry, but that one, and then Kansas with laying the seven points with Kansas are the yeah. two that I'm waiting on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If either one of those get the seven, I'll probably add, add that to my to, to my list also. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, I'm all over Tennessee here. I think this is a two to three score game. Uh, man, Tennessee has all sorts of pressure on them for this game, but they're built. It seems like they're built for it. Uh, Hooker, you've got a what six-year quarterback with Hooker Tillman. Hyatt's playing up to as well. Brew McCoy is playing very well. Uh, it seems from the injury standpoint that Tillman and Small are going to be playing, so that helps them out. Uh, I think the exposure for Wright last game when Small went out was really beneficial. Uh, their defense is playing very well. The line is playing very very well. I love Tennessee here. That environment is going to be insane. Like it's, they're doing the whole checkered thing, which is always fun. But I mean that that place gets so loud, and we're back to a hundred over a hundred thousand people. Um, it's going to be crazy. And Florida, after somehow miraculously beating Utah and playing the game of his life, Anthony Richardson has forgot how to play quarterback. Um, he's not been able to run the ball. He's thrown two interceptions against Kentucky and two against South Florida. I mean, his average QPR this year is like 35. It's it's bad. He hasn't played in this in Neyland here. Um, I, I just I don't see um, anything happening for good for Florida in this. I, I think this could very well turn into a blowout real quick. I'm 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 with you on Tennessee. I agree. I back Tennessee. Uh, Jared, I feel like I feel like there's a homebrew joke in here somewhere. I, 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 it's it's right there on the tip of my tongue. I, yeah, I I, I, and I, but the thing is, is I can't say he's a homer because I basically had the same breakdown of the game that he had. So I can't. Yeah. I can't say. No, that. he is a homer, but it's not about I, that. I mean, it's just the jokes yeah. there. But yes, I, yeah. I completely agree. It's like Jake is the homer, but I think he's yeah. right. I think he's yeah. absolutely right on this one. I think that this is not a good spot for Florida. I, feel I will like this say line should be fourteen. Yeah, I will say if Tennessee, if this ends up being a tight game and like Tennessee loses, God forbid, it will be terrible for the rest of the year like th- there will be no saving the year now they win this and they win it big i think the alabama game becomes huge and and there is your pitch to join us on the discord channel uh saturday <laughs> afternoon because yeah. if this goes south jake is going to be um just like, automatically. Cry, yeah, just like <laughs> crying on the discord it'll be a great scene so there's there's your pitch to join us there because uh uh, I mean, what could go wrong, right? With 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 my team Baylor being a um, you know in a in a tight game at Iowa State to start, and then Jake's team Tennessee at three thirty, and then A and M playing Arkansas. I mean, this could yeah. get to some interesting content on the Discord just from our fan bases. Yep, yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> all righty well i think that is every game for week four we got you covered uh the second episode was a little bit lighter a little bit short hopefully you already saw that uh we wrapped it up here uh, gentlemen any parting words none basketball's coming i love oh my gosh <laughs> Did, did did we did we make it under two hours? What is we had, the it's official one one fifty eight right now, so we have made it under yes. two hours. And I was thinking about this. I asked you that question. Oh, like oh. every viewer is going to see the time and know. Like they're going to be like, yeah. "Yes, you did," or "No, you didn't." Like we didn't yeah. know, but like they already knew. Yeah, yeah they already knew yeah. the answer before we did, even though it was after, but before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, 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 you're pushing it with the. You got your last pull here. No, we got we we got this. We're sticking under two hours. That's not my goal is to knock over two hours for a single episode. Again, timestamps in the description. Hopefully that's help helpful. Um again, every episode every game's been covered here this week. Go check out the other episodes if you haven't yet. Uh, but otherwise, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out the website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we've on this channel dropped right into your feed. We'll see you next week with more college football betting content. Still got baseball content six days a week. Lots happening here in the fall. And as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.